Hey, sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl, Snobby. And as always, I only bring you the best of the best. So my dear, introduce yourself. Oh man, my name is Latoya Shante Snell. I'm the food and fitness blogger of Running Fat Chef. And I've been doing this crazy circus, um, at least a blog, um, since 2016. And nobody could have told me that um, I would be going from the culinary field to becoming a whole plus size um, profanity. Model. 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 Yes. <laughs> we have to emphasize it's not model. Yes. Model. Okay. Um, <laughs> activists like I, I don't even know how to even box myself I won't even box myself like, I'm a full yeah. circle you know and that and that's literally like been my entire vibe since what 2013 of being in the athletic community um I can't even like box myself in and say that I'm only a runner you know so it's been a very interesting journey that's what's up here we do not support boxing black women in that's not a thing right. so mm. You nailed that because that Say is not again. supported in the queendom. In the queendom, you are many things and all things at all times. So. Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's already it's too many things and too many labels society already hit us with. You know, I mean, when people call louder me, for the people in the mezzanine. Hello, hello. <laughs> Listen, like I mean, when people are like, oh, you're an angry black woman. I'm like, yeah, you damn right. I'm angry, bitch. I'm, angry. I'm super I'm angry. <laughs> right. I have a lot of shit to be angry, but see, when y'all do it. When any right. other people do it, y'all don't. They don't label it as angry white woman, angry Latino. No, it's Correct. just you're angry, and it's justified. So we got to start normalizing this shit. That hey, you Listen, know what? I I'll did a, I dollars. did a whole I did a whole thing about angry black woman because um, mm. it's a real thing, right? And I get to be angry, right? I get to be that, and I get to own that, and you don't get to you don't get to make right. it a negative trait. If some fucked up shit happens to me, I get to be angry about that. I get to be a whole person. That's the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. Right. And if you make me angry, guess what? I am fucking angry. Angry, right? And it's valid, <laughs> and it's completely but valid. It. I mean, but anything that's on black people, you know, we're typically, especially with women, we're yes. typically you know, is weaponized against us. But when Absolutely. someone else does it, you know, like when it comes to the big ass, you know, the small waist or, you know, the, the big lips, it's like, it's yeah, When it comes to lots. It's when ghetto. it comes to lots, it's everything. Ghetto. It's, it's, everything. It's, it's, the whole it's the whole trash, it's the whole ghetto. But the moment someone else do it, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not braids anymore. It's not box braids. No, it's boxer braids. Boxer braids. Oh, please don't get me started. Um. <laughs> Girl, when I tell you I got into the shits with some people on mm. Instagram about that when the boxer braids came out, mm. I know mm. you fucking lying. Mm. <laughs> Listen. No. Listen, Listen. I, you know how I many jobs I, I got turned away from before even becoming a sponsored athlete and being told, like, are you sure you want to walk around with locks? Do you not have You know what's wig? funny? When I went to law school, I went to law school with my locks up until, I would say up until 2020. My LinkedIn page was, um, my photo was from a photo shoot I did in law school when I was like on um regional council for the black law student association hey i was in my locks that shit right. was on linkedin up until like literally maybe about five months ago i, I want y'all to be very clear that when you like when you are headhunting this black attorney she black black right she right. not fake black she not right. pretend black she black 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 right. black listen right of the roots so, right so yeah nah i like that shit that shit was a trigger that boxer right. braid shit 
right sent me through the roof at least 2020 was a whole ass trigger like i mean like you know like i mean the, the fake activism um you know the out people um only known allyship by actually spelling it you know if i hear <laughs> dei one more damn time out of people who only can spell the words diversity equity and inclusion i might lose my mind hey how do i interact with black people i don't know how do you interact with white with people? other well, people like i mean it's just it's just so terrible because like the idea of people not knowing how to not even understand because i don't think you can never understand that experience unless you live through it you mm -hmm. know but to be able to empathize and you need a manual and how to empathize with people who are still being oppressed like i mean uh, how many lists do i need well, to this be is on? why i was pissed off this is why i was pissed off with people um, in my opinion, begging for allyship. First of all, the word right. means friend, right? So mm. either you know how to be a friend or you do not. <laughs> so I don't need to beg you to be my friend. If you don't know how to be a friend, your parent dropped right. the fucking ball. Right. I cannot remediate the right. issue of bad parenting. I can't fix that. You not knowing how to be a friend is your issue. Mm. I don't need to ask you to do that. Either you see something fucked up happening to me that you would not want happening to you and you feel like, yo, I should intervene or mm. you don't. There's nothing that you need to be coached on. This shit is colored by numbers. You either nice. want to do it or you don't want to do it. But I'm not going to sit you down and walk you through it. And certainly, I don't need to educate you on this country's history and systemic mm. racism. You're not going to tell mm. me you don't see color because you're telling me you don't see me because I showed oh, up brown as fuck. I, I, I showed I up pigmented in HD. So don't tell me you don't <laughs> see color. <laughs> We're not going to play that game. That's the shit that like really, really sends me. Right. We're not going to do that. And the thing is, like, I'm here. Here's my thing. Like, there's just so many layers to it. Like, for me, um, I don't even like being lumped underneath the term of people of color. I'm just like, I'm black as black as black because yeah. there are, and this is not to take away from any other marginalized community, but I can yeah. only speak from the one that I'm in. There are, there's been times where, like, when we actually go into allyship, there's things that's like, all right, I can be your ally because, you know, I'm from a different community and I see what's going on and I'm trying to educate myself along the way. This is this. And then you want we have these people that just want you to hold their hand the entire process yes. however you have people who are quote unquote people of color who do not see your color and they pull the same language and that's Absolutely. where i find it super problematic to put everybody underneath a box i cannot say as a black woman that i understand completely the the asian experience i cannot say as a mm -hmm. black woman that i understand completely the latino experience even though i have latino re roots that yeah. I'm, unfortunately slavery um i don't know where the hell my family's from um yeah. as, as far as i'm concerned my family is black and cuban i do I, not know them and that's yeah. a lot of black people's history I, that's listen that's me as well that's right. me you know so when I, when i when i hear that term thrown around so loosely you know um i'm you know i'm an ally i'm just like what else besides you know paying you know paying into allyship because that's the new thing that's the new trend yeah. with a lot of these businesses oh you know i donated you know money to the NWA. oh for sure you know um now i'm gonna throw for up a sure. black fist I, um i had a couple of women on here two women that i really really like love and admire really think highly of and they're both executives in in their careers right and we we got into this conversation because this was like at the height of everyone basically trying to buy allyship mm -hmm. and you know 
my thing is, first of all, I'm a capitalist at heart, and I'll tell you all the time, secure a bag. If right. someone's going to give you a director of diversity spot with a couple hundred thousand dollars attached to it, take their money by right. all means. But when you get there, make sure that your seat at the table is a substantive one, because what they're going to try to do is give you this title and not give you any actual authority attached to this title. Like, the shit is bullshit. It's right. a bought role. When you get there, it's your responsibility to add the substance to it. Right. You have to make sure that that role is substantive. It can't be that, well, you know, I got this title and, you know, I showed up on a panel and said I'm the director of this, but you haven't actually done anything. Like, that's some shit that I have a problem with. And that's across the board. That's not just with outside of our race. That's inside of our race also. And then also to the point that you made about having allyship with other people of color, we had that issue under our own Black umbrella, right? Because Black is not a monolith. We had that issue with people who are African and and moved here. We had that issue with people who are West Indian and moved here. I I tell this story, or I used to tell this story when I used to teach, of how for a long time I had friends who, you know, I had African friends who would never bring me home to meet their parents Mm. because I was American. Mm -hmm. Their parents had, like, preconditioned notions about what America, the way Americans were. I had, I grew up in the Bronx, so y'all know I got 550 million. Basically, I was Latina whether I wanted to be or not because I grew up in the Bronx. Hello, hello. And right now with the locks, everybody assume, like the first thing people say is like, are you Jamaican because you have locks? I'm like, hold up, hold up. Right. I'm like, stop stop that. I'm like, listen, I know Jamaica, Queens. That's as far as we go back. Okay, let's not. But even growing up in the Bronx, (laughs) even growing up in the Bronx, um, I, I, you know, many, many, obviously Latino friends and many times, and I have great relationships with the people I grew up with and with their parents. Uh, But many times when I was younger, I heard like grandparents say, oh, she's a cute girl. She'd be cuter if she was light skinned. Mm hmm. Like yep. you know, like these things Ooh. are these things happen under the black umbrella too. Like yes. <laughs> these things all happen under the black umbrella, and it's all right. problematic as fuck. And you uh, know, yeah. and, and like I mean, and the thing is, when it comes down to allyship, like if you're going to talk about like you know within the community, when it comes down to the conversations between men and women, you know, oh, the conversations girl. are completely toxic at times. You know girl. where. Where sometimes you don't even consider them conversations most of the oh, time. Oh no, it's just it's completely it's it's completely hostile. You know, yeah. um, I, I mean, because uh, you know, I laugh at this, and I and I mean, I laugh in a way that you know, comedians make jokes about real life shit, where it's just that deep hurt that mm-hmm. we're laughing at, uh, collectively laughing at. Yeah. I remember in twenty, what was it, twenty nineteen? I went from twenty eighteen, I was being uplifted. Twenty nineteen, I was on everybody's cancel culture list, and this was not just white America canceling. Well, Jay Z always says, "You live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Hello, hello. <laughs> it's like people are That's afraid a real to thing. see you succeed. People don't want to see you. You know, probably want to see you from their level of comfort, and that's with everybody. It's it's from whatever level that they're comfortable with you. Fuck your pillow. Exactly, and nine nine times out of ten, their comfort is some it's some fucking insecurity that they're projecting onto you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like, you know, fuck your pillow. I mean, the, 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 the thing is, like, I, I remind people, especially now, like, when I when I see how 2020 transpired, and now we're in 2021, and I started, I went from she's possibly a cheater at a marathon because I run slow, and sometimes I don't make cutoffs, but I'm like, you don't even know why I showed up, you know, yeah. but that's whatever. That's aside from the point. But 2019, you know, I had people who was like, oh, you need to get her from being sponsored. I'm going to complain every place that she's at to 2020 i went from that to 
let's put her in a magazine. Let's let, right. let's say that, you know, oh my God, she's like so inspiring. You know, don't get me wrong. She does have a, you know, she has a little bit of a loose mouth. Oh, now, now it's acceptable. Now it's acceptable because last year well, you I was know being what? I'm, glad you brought, I'm glad you brought that up because that is definitely one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted right. to talk to you about. So really quick, let me just tell you all how I know this, how I know this queen. Um, New York City runners, honestly, at one point or another, we all run into each other. Right. The great thing about Instagram was, if you didn't know that there were other black people running before Instagram kind of threw us all together and gave us an opportunity to find each other. And so right. I found her on Instagram and started following her literally just because she said whatever the fuck was on her mind. That's why right. I started. <laughs> I was like, Oh, see, this is my kind of people. This is the kind of shit I fuck with. And so, yeah, let me go ahead and click the follow button. Seen her at a couple of races. We had a couple of conversations and yes. I was like, okay, she's got one personality like me who you get online is who you get yes. in person. That resonates with me. I was like, okay, see, I like sis. Sis is all right <laughs> with me. So I wanted to ask because of that, yes. um, how do you kind of, first of all, do you? And if you do, how do you decide who you're going to work with. Some people work with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, if I get a sponsorship, mm -hmm. I'm going to fuck with everybody. Is mm -hmm. that your approach? Or do you really kind of like- Hell no. Siphon out who you're going to really work with, who's aligned with you? Listen, you start, uh, you, if you start associating with everybody, people just start looking at you as a pick me bitch. And I'm just going to call it a call a spade yeah. a spade. Like you, you have to be selective. Not, uh, not just because- you know, it's a good business approach to be selective. You want to be in demand, especially when this is your, your livelihood. In my case, it essentially turned into my livelihood. I was trying to walk away from this space. When 2017 New York City Marathon, I got heckled. I put my story out there with The Root because they hit me up and they was like, hey, we're willing to pay you for your story. And I'm like, wait, hold up. You're willing to pay me for something I already talk about for free? All right, cool. <laughs> right. You know what? Not a problem. I can write 800 words. I'm kind of long-winded. Right. You know, like, I was like, you know, I'm kind of long-winded. I'm more like a 2,500 word, for, you know, kind of girl. But I can turn this down to 800. Well, I it. Yeah, but I had no idea. Like, nobody could have prepared me for the circus um, that I was going to walk into. And the thing is, you know, contrary to belief, I've already, I know what it is to be in, you know, in the media. I've been in, like, I've basically been behind the scenes for 10 years, but I was comfortable being behind the scenes because I was able to see what cancel culture was before they actually coined it as an actual term. I've yeah. heard from people who were, you know, their entire livelihood was in the limelight. And I'm talking about before the height of social media really kicking off the way it was. And I was like, I want nothing to do with this space. Yeah. I don't want, you know, people to love me so much they hate me. You know, they, right. they hate me, they hate me like family because that's that's exactly what this feels mm -hmm. like you know it's so personal. it feels very personal from strangers it is, it is. like it's very personal because people feel obligated to ask you which whatever questions and then when you start you know a, right and then when you start asserting those boundaries then you're a bitch you know yeah. how dare you not you know offer yourself up on the shopping block for me so when it comes down to working with brands i need for one i need a, a brand to respect the human not not the brand that i'm presenting out there like running fat chef is a brand 
Yeah. But Latoya Chante Snell is a whole ass human. I know and that's right. If you can't respect Latoya Chante Snell, you will never ever even scratch a sniff of the running fat chef. And it's just it's just that simple. But you know, because there's the problem is like I mean I could put this out there because I already put it out there last year when this whole you know when 2020 started you know when we started talking about Ahmad Arbery you know talking about George Floyd and we were all talking about you know oh my God I can't believe this is still happening because you know according to some of white America. Like, oh like my god. they were saying, oh my god, we were saying this is a Tuesday. Right. Oh my god, like this crime never happens here. Well, bitch, where have you been? You know, like what glasses have you been wearing? Because I right. want that shit, you know, for about five <laughs> minutes because it, it is it's triggering every day as a black yes. person, as a Absolutely. person walking around living and breathing in this skin. You are hostile when you walk in the room before you mm-hmm. even open your mouth. So when mm-hmm. I started recognizing that particularly a brand, Ultimate Direction, that I was with them. I was with them, what, 2019. And they started off really great. Like, they they were really inclusive. Um, I don't know what the hell happened in 2020. I started talking to different people. All of a sudden, the person that brought me into the company wasn't there anymore. And That's what happened. Now we know what happened. (laughs) Right. So, you know, and the thing is, like, you know, for me, I'm always careful about what I say, because I'm like, I don't need to fuck around and get sued, you know? Um, So I can only go off of what was given to me. When I learned that the statement that they left for George Floyd was two sentences i basically was like why did you bother right why did you bother especially since out of 40 plus ambassadors i literally was the only black fat queer woman on your ticket a woman with disabilities and all i kept saying to myself is i didn't realize i got tokenized until i realized i got tokenized right and you know, it's a shitty feeling because I know I'm, I'm familiar with, with it. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the last time I'm going to be tokenized until yeah. there's true diversity and inclusion in this space. I know that I'm going to be tokenized for something. And that's the reality of being in the media is something that I'm not saying that you should embrace. You will have to challenge it. Every chance you get that you have to challenge it. When it comes down to someone like me walking onto a set and I have to ask in advance, do you have a hairstylist that actually know how to deal with my I hear oh right. the moment that you say braids oh i know you got me fucked up <laughs> oh I, I, I my love dear braids they are not <laughs> these are not braids honey it's but you hair. brought up you brought up a really good point in saying that you realize you were tokenized and you understand that it's not going to be the last time right because i was really curious as to what was the mind space that led you to doing the runner's world um, interview and participating in that? Ooh. Because I was extremely vocal. I'm going to remain vocal. You should. Fuck runner's world. They can eat a whole ass dick with A's on the tip and Mercer on the shaft. I'm never, ever fucking with them. Oh, they are intentionally uninclusive. And all of this shit now is like equivalent to putting up a black box on Instagram. You don't mean mm. it. You're doing it because you got caught. If nobody called your ass out, you would have kept doing the same thing you were doing. And because in running, running the sport is dominated by black bodies right. in every fucking distance. We dominate the sport. Right. So to leave us out is right. intentional. Right. You know what you're doing. You meant to do it. So you saying fuck me and I'm saying fuck you. Right. So I was, one. I mean, I'm always happy for any success 
that people I fuck with have. That's just a default way that I am. So I was super happy when I seen it. I, of course, I was super curious as to why. I wonder what made her. Um, yeah, no, and I'm glad you. With them. No, I'm I, glad but you. like I told you when I reached out to you, I said I'm not buying this shit though. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not can't purchase. I'm gonna snap a picture of that shit when I see Listen. it on the newsstand. But I'm not buying this shit. They'll never get another dollar out of me. Ever. I understand. I understand, and that—that's—that's that's what kept me conflicted. For one, when they reached out to me, I was super hesitant, and this is something that I've put out there countless times, because particularly because I was on the same stance as you back in May. In yeah. May, everybody was doing this whole thing of changing With the, the cover in this world, and yeah. I had a couple of followers. It's like, oh but this person did a cover and this person did a cover. I literally, and I can still remember the post. I think it was May 30th, 2020. I put up on there and I was like, runners world know how to find me. If you want me on a cover, you know how to find me. Right. I was like, I was like, I'm not making no fucking cover. I'm not making right. a cover for, for a company that, that may not want me. Why should I make a cover when you know how to find me? You can Correct. find everybody else. Then you can find me. I'm not going to see the thing is I'm going to adopt what, I saw the Black Alation put up on his Instagram, fuck your table. I don't Okay, because that's a big move. That's a big, fuck first of all, my mother's in construction, bitch, I'll right. build a table. Right. I don't need yours. I can build my own table. I'm, I'm the architect, you. I'm the designer, I, I'm the CEO Correct. of this fucking table. And Correct. I can boot people from this table, like shit, I will be the Black apprentice without the that, racism. That's so, the part. Like, you know, so my part. whole thing was, why should I beg for something that I've already proven myself over and over again. Yes. That I am just as, you know, demanded in this space as any other white person. Now, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm not an elite athlete. I will not sit here and put myself in the same category, but I do not desire to be an elite athlete. Right. Whatever they do, you know, to keep themselves going, that's kudos to them. But I do shit my way. I go out there and I like to have fun. So when they reached out to me an email, I literally stood, I took a step back and I was like, I don't know how to respond to this shit. <laughs> I like, and this, this is just me. Just, you know me, I'm saying it straight, yeah. no chaser. You know, like I really didn't know how to respond to this. I was like, why would they reach out to me? Like I, I saw people who we personally know in yeah. this case, Allison Desir, you know, yeah. all these people just like, what the fuck? Like y'all didn't cover the George Floyd, you know, um, you know, when they, they cover shit when they cover Ahmaud or Arbery. I'm like, you know, I remember being on the panel the year before in 2019, I sat in the panel, panel for runner safety. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, that's nice that you want to talk about, you know, being targeted. Well, that's the thing. They don't really cover anything that's D-E-R-I. It's but, all bullshit. But that's the reason why I felt like it was a need to actually jump in. Because I'm like, for me, it's not even about runner's world for me. The more that we can get people to actually speak up and demand mm -hmm. that space, demand yeah. that you have no choice but to listen to us you have no choice but to respect us because you cannot emulate the fuck out of our culture and not respect right. where the culture comes from you don't respect the history of it and that's the problem with this country as a whole in in totality right in totality it's, it's always convenience with people so for me i was just like you know what well how can i change the structure if i can if, if they're giving me the seat to actually come in to walk yeah. into the place and to redecorate the room then let's do it 
And the thing is, and I will say this bluntly because I've said this openly to them. If I feel like or I smell like it's too much bullshit, that's my time yeah. to go. I'm going to put in my best effort to see what I can do. This for me, like, I, I mean, you know, is is flattering and is, you know, it's nice to put on a resume that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm, you know, I'm a Runners Alliance ambassador, but my mm-hmm. pure intention of this is to really talk about inclusivity as a whole, to speak about it from a marginalized perspective, because the reality of it is the stats don't lie. There are a lot of people Correct. in this space who do still pick up Runner's World, despite how a lot of us who are in this space who are irritated with the fact that why are oh, you- that, Well, that, that's for sure. This? But I mean, the, the reality is most people, um, let's keep it a buck. Most right. people really ain't built. You know what I'm saying? When I say that, I mean a lot of people talk like, yo, I'll stand on my own two feet, but they will not. They're not they built not. to do it. They, they weren't, it. they just, they're not even built to do it. They are, a lot of people need, they need that approval, that that confirmation, that affirmation. And I'm not one of those people. I never have been. Um, anybody that follows me on social media, if you've seen even one video of my mother, you know why I'm the way I am. Mm. In our household, we the shit already. I came out the womb the shit. I don't right. need no confirmation. The right. fact that the good Lord chose that woman to birth me and she's the shit means by default I'm the I shit. I'm the shit, right? I am the <laughs> shit. So I don't need. I don't affirm me, confirm me, or anything shit. else. I showed up like this. I showed right. up a bad bitch. I chose to share this bad bitchery with the rest of you. You're welcome. Right. Like, like, but that's not. One, that's not most people. And right. two, that's not the running culture right. in general. The running culture is built around kind of communal shit it's once you move outside of the elite space. It's, once you move outside of elite and competitive running, it is a communal sport. Right. It is very communal and it's very clicky. It becomes that very high school type <laughs> of shit. You Don't even get me started one, because every time I get a runner on here, we start dragging New York City running, and I love oh, my please. people, yeah. but <laughs> motherfuckers be asking for it. Right? Yeah. No, no, I, it, I, no it's very true. I, like, I, I will mean, say, I, I do want to know this though: why running? Because I know how very um, what's the word I'm looking for? I know what kind of assholes runners are. I've been a runner my whole life. Mm, I was a I was a competitive maybe. runner when I was younger. Um, I, I'd never, like, even after I stopped competing, I kept running. So I've always been a runner my entire life. Right. It is a sport full of assholes. That's the, I'm not going to lie. I'm one of them. I'm absolutely an asshole. People, I take that but, but, with but grace. Here's, no, but here's the real but, reality of it. We're all assholes, but it's the way that you decide to be an asshole. And yeah. for me, I find like, especially with the internet and the way that we use social media, people have mm-hmm. a lot of bark, but they ain't got no fucking bite in person. Yeah, and a lot of people <laughs> do not like me because that same energy, if you think that I am that bad online, right. oh, it's worse in person. I'm like, baby, I'm like, this is a 3D experience in person. I'm like, this is this is not no, like this is not for play play. I'm like, you know, you have, you have your, your rappers, you know, yeah. who, who grew up in the suburbs and they talk about hood shit. And then there's people like me who grew up in the hood and I still talk about hood shit and I can show right. you what it looks like. And that's what I am. I am a 3D experience. And I am not going to sit here and water myself down or have someone gaslight me and say, oh, I don't understand or I don't think you deserve to be in this space because listen to all the profanity and this is, you're not going to do that shit. You're not yeah. going to do that shit because if I wasn't deserving to be in this space, people would not be giving me a spotlight. And other people, right. the thing is, I'm not here to to make it into your club or your initiation process my whole thing is i build my own fucking tribe and if you don't like the tribe 
that I rock with, then we can kick you the fuck out too. And there's a bunch of memberships to other places. And this is the reason why as much as I started off loving being in run groups, I can't do it anymore. What brought you to running at all though? Were you a runner when you were younger? No, hell no. It was the This is why I'm I'm going to I'm always befuddled at how adults get into running because contrary to how people try to, let me tell you something, people love to say running's for everybody. No, it's not. And it's a sport that's open to everybody. That's bullshit. (laughs) No. First of all, it's bullshit. It's a lie. Running is hella judgmental. Right. You are judged the minute you show up to a race on the way you look. On right. what you're wearing, if you're fast, if you're slow, right. do you run with these people? Do you run with that people? Like right. running is hella not inclusive, okay? But, but most of these sports are. <laughs> you know, that's the reality well, of it. And, that was and, and so that's why when adults right. tell me that they didn't run as children, I'm like, well, yeah. where did you develop the love for running? Because that listen, shit hurts. Listen, running listen, hurts. Listen, I I, I keep the faith. As much as I'm an activist, you know, I'm an activist and I don't even like saying the whole term body positive because I think that the, the community has turned into trash at times when it comes down I to- I always marketing. thought it was trash. I'm going to be it's, honest because I felt like a lot of people not, use it as an excuse to be unhealthy because you can be well, proud I'll of your body so and still that. be healthy. Because that, it, that, so here's, here's that was my, my experience. Thing. No, here's my thing. Like the thing is define unhealthy because I mean, technically, you know- somebody, I, I, I can, I can, can define eat, unhealthy you know if you I can define unhealthy because un- unhealthy is not one thing for one person. Like, right. so when I watch your, like, when I watch your videos on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. With, I think at one time we might have even been going to the same gym and just missing each other all the time when I used to live in Bed-Stuy. Yes, yes, the yes, blink. yes and, <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm watching you. I'm like, first of all, I'm going to tell y'all right now, sis got me beat by a mile because I can't do no <laughs> fucking push-ups. I'm telling y'all right now, all this upper body shit is quiet. It's fucking quiet. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. My fucking shoulder hurt looking at this shit. So no, I can't tell you because I know that it's not one size fits all. But if you're somebody who eats like shit, you're inactive, you don't do shit, but you like to get on Instagram. And these are people that I know in particular, which is why I said this is my experience. And then you want to get on Instagram with some bullshit that you know don't fit. You talk about I'm body positive. No, bitch, you're shopping outside of your fucking size. You don't have the range and you're fucking lazy. Because being healthy does not necessarily mean being thin. It don't even necessarily mean that you live in the gym. Shit, like I said, Hold you on. can push up any day of the week. Because like, like, the, the other side of me is laughing. But the, okay, now I got to put my activist hat on. Here's the thing. Okay. Let's take it back to the real term of this shit. The real definition of this is really just being happy in your own skin. That's that's all it's supposed to be. It ain't about it ain't about health. It ain't about size. It's none of that shit. It's about embracing the skin you in. So if you wake up and you eat chicken McNuggets, then that's your prerogative. When it comes to the politics of it, mm-hmm. that's when that's what the areas that I want to actually talk more about. Because the thing is, someone looks at me and it doesn't matter how many exercises I do. It doesn't matter how many Instagram stories I put up of how I eat, how I raise my kid. This mm-hmm. is people that basically look at the exterior. They don't hear anything that comes out of my mouth. They just see my size. And they instantly say, oh, look at her promoting obesity. And I'm just like, you don't know shit about me. To say I'll be I'm like, click obesity. play. I'll be like, click play. Because right. this is in the gym. <laughs> the, here's the problem. For me, it's just like, why do I have to prove that shit? You yeah, know, absolutely like, don't. What, like why, why, why do I have to, why do I have to show up at the gym and do fucking, you know, do plyo pushups just for anybody to believe that I am quote unquote healthy. And I mean, really, you know, when it comes down to the disabilities that I have, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm healthy ish, you know, and these are things that's Join the club. my control. 
you know, like when we talk about autoimmune diseases, you know, I mean, especially when it comes to the, you know, the black and brown communities, you know, we're plagued with like lupus and type one, type two, you know, all these things. And sometimes some of these things are outside of our control. And so for Mm -hmm. me, I'm always rooting for the underdog because I understand of where the, the, the history of where it started. Now, where is going? Mm-hmm. I don't like the marketing. That's where my yeah. problem is. So I always identify these days with body politics because I'm like, what I have a problem with is how whitewashed when it comes down to body positive. Because mm. when we think about where the roots came from, the, it came from a radical room, a movement where it came from, it actually came from, uh, God, I just, it just escaped me. See, this is what happens when I don't take my damn iron pills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you laughing, but if I don't take mine, it's shit, real. a nigga pass out on see, this bitch. See, now that's not like, I I mean, but when I it comes down to I had to take my vitamins right before I got on this shit because I was I was faded. We're getting older. We're getting older. Like, like well, I, listen, I've always had health issues. I've had health issues my entire life. They are not, you know, as you get older, new shit shows up. Like you right. said, there's a lot of shit that is not visible right. on the surface. But anyone who's in my personal life that has known me my entire life, Listen, they call me bubble girl for a reason, okay? I'm allergic mm. to earth. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm allergic Ooh. to Ooh. fucking earth. Ooh. So trust me, I feel you. I get it. I had to take a damn vitamin before I got on here because the bitch was fading. I was like, since you leaning over, you need to see <laughs> 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 no, For me, it's just more like, I think the problem when I have with the term body positive is that it's always the same faces as shown. Like when mm. I think about when I'm always put into that, I, I love how I will go to a magazine and then I have to request. And I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm in a place of privilege now where I can yes. make certain requests and people will actually honor it. And I'm like, hey, can you not Photoshop that? Like, I got, I got a whole ass, like, I know I'm shaped like a box. Leave my box alone <laughs> and then and leave my bubble butt alone. Don't reduce my ass. Do not pull in, you know, hand, love handles that I don't have. Like, I, as a photographer, I feel insulted when I, right. can't, you know, I can't recognize my own face. And I'm like, oh, who's that cute little Asian girl? Oh, the Asian girl is me. Because you done took down my nose. You done slanted out my eyes. And I mean, and I've legit seen this shit in 2014 with one of my photos. And my husband and I sat there on the set and was like, oh, these photos are going to be great. And then when the magazine issue came out, I was put in between the folds. I was the only black person there. And I was practically hidden. And I'm just like, aesthetically, from a photographer's point of view, you would never, ever do that when you have someone who is actually the darkest person in the room in a shot. It doesn't make any sense it's mm-hmm. not that i need to be number one it's just that why the hell did you cut me out make it when, make sense like make it make sense like why the fuck did you even bother having me in the room aside from tokenism that was the first time i've been tokenized from right. a magazine so i'm just like oh that's very interesting but my problem with the body positive community when we talk about the cliche of it is one is typically white especially when we talk about the influencers the influencers who make money is Absolutely. typically white when it comes Absolutely. down to what i'm going to get paid versus the white influencer who has a third of my following she is probably either going to get paid the same amount or more than i am and she will not have to prove stats she will not have to prove certain things she can walk in and be bright and white and vibrant when it came down to the i, I mean i'm just i'm just being honest you know like i mean no no, until, no. And, and be honest because not until like you're educating you're educating me on this whole body positive industry right and and for me obviously I've, i'm not even about to sit here and pretend like i was in this shit from the ground up because right no, no. I, I was i was I, not I, I didn't know what the when I, term when it, was. When it, when it even became a term for me was definitely midway through it being a commercial thing, right. which is why my view of it is the yeah, way my view of it is. Because that's my introduction of it. 
I, I mean, so you are definitely was, giving me an education on it. I was so open to it until I started being immersed in it and I got engulfed in, in this field. And I was just like, why am I seeing the same faces? I see the same five faces. And then I realized, oh shit, I am the, I'm the fifth face. <laughs> I'm fifth face. <laughs> I'm the fifth face. So this is problematic. I'm like, why am I not seeing no dark skinned women on this shoot? Why am I not seeing a person, you know, with, with, with a missing limb on this shoot? What, what, wait, hold up. Right. What happened to the, to the gay people? I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, what, why can't I see somebody with a rainbow flag, you know, in here? Why right. can't I see somebody that's non-binary? Like, this is, this is problematic to me. So I'm just like, and then why is it a certain type of fact that you can present? So when I was a size 16, shit was sweet. When I when I started going up in higher sizes, like right now, a bitch is 270 and proud. And I and I can line back. I can believe me, I can knock down a couple of gates. I'm gonna tell you right now, and you can still out push up me. That's to be clear. No, but but the problem is, is that even then now. I still get, now I get different type of phrasing where it's just like, oh, well, we know that you gained some weight, but you're a different type of fat. And I'm like, can you define that? What does that mean? What do you mean by a different type of fat? You mean like, oh, I'm not jiggling? Or, Girl, what, somebody what, what, told like, me I was a plus model. I said, bitch. Like, it's just, you know, so, so for me, I find it fucking problematic. So I, 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 so I believe you 3,000% because right. if my, if, if my, I was like, first of all, my frame is athletic. That I've been this way, right. going to be this way. Right. I'm never going to, be any other way, and I'm—I like that. I mean, I, if God want to send me a little bit more ass, I'm not gonna be bad about it. <laughs> Listen, only fan I just page, want my lit. tits to sit up again. That's what <laughs> make make tits great again. Okay. But, Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not this for. But yeah, you know, like somebody was like, "Well, you know, you be a dope plus size model." I was like, "If if I'm if if I'm a plus size, my, how right. does somebody at home who's actually plus size feel seeing me like?" That would like if I was somebody who's really it'll, it'll piss people off. in real life. Exactly, exactly. Piss people off because that's my is, fucking point. Because like people ask that's me, that's my like, point. Because people are always asking, like you know, why do I say like when I introduce myself, why do I introduce myself as a plus size or a black or a you know a queer athlete? And I'm like, until this shit is normalized, I have to put these prefixes on. Yeah, because I know, want like, you to know. Let right. Me like know. I mean, until like you have a runner's world or a bicycling magazine or whatever magazine out there that don't have to put a prefix fix or the moment that I'm, 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 I mean the thing is I, 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 I technically I, I contribute to them and everything and I you know I yeah. respect that they're actually you know giving me a little bit of I guess a little bit of clout or whatever the case may be but for me it's just more like when you look at the comment section anytime mm-hmm. that I'm bored up in there it don't matter what I, I could have saved people out of a burning building the first thing <laughs> they see is she's black and mm-hmm. she's fat how dare you belong in this space why does everything have to be about race that's the first thing i usually see that shit hurts my nerves it it irks my it irks my entire spirit and i'm just like you know like you're like an irritable bowel syndrome anytime (laughs) that i have to sit here and read your comments on here of oh do we have to make it about politics the idea that my skin is political is already problematic the idea that you that that 400 years ago i love this country I loathe people saying that running is, you know, running is one of those sports where we leave politics out. Um, one of the, literally one of the most iconic Bullshit. photos on planet Earth are mm. two black men Hello. after winning a fucking race Hello. Like, Hello. <laughs> with their fists in the air. Hello. It is one of the most iconic mm. photos on Say the again. planet. We are Listen. historically a Mike. sport 
that has pushed the fucking political envelope. Listen, they didn't even want their black asses there. Listen, I'm gonna put it like this because this is your podcast and we already been dropping f bombs. Everybody want to be a nigga. <laughs> oh, but nobody it don't matter. This shit is um, you that, know, I put my shit out where I want to. <laughs> listen, no, th- like it is literally a Paul Mooney quote. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a want to be a nigga. And it is very, it is very true. It is the idea that we can borrow your culture. We can, mm-hmm. we can that we can like it. We can clap it up. We can use all the A A V E. We want your rhythm, not your blues. Right, right. And that's problematic as shit to me. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I don't want it to be political, but you made it political. Right. You made my skin political. You made the fact that if I walk in with any type of rhythm, then it is political. The fact that you make fun of my nose, my lips, my hair, mm-hmm. it is political. The matter While trying that, to mimic it. Right. While trying to mimic it and get away with it. Mm-hmm. And will not even give credit to where credit is due. If in anything, you're going to gaslight the hell out of it and say that's not that's not acceptable. The idea that I can dye my hair purple and green and shit is a problem. But when Becky in the office do it, you know, right. it's, it's it's beautiful. It's oh, it's just so amazing. But me, I'm ghetto. I'm raunchy. How dare you make the fact that the crazy. fact that in the year of our Lord 2020, 21. New York needed to pass a no. This was oh, last so, year. Oh, you're that New York, yeah, that New York needed to pass a law. To right. make it acceptable for black people to wear their natural hair to work. I'm not Let's surprised. you know that my very existence is political. Political. Well, I mean, but shit. I mean, but I mean, if we're if we're out here on ballots, you know, voting out slavery. <laughs> Hello. For the, people, for the people for the people in the cheap seats. Like so don't don't tell me, like, don't tell me why is this political, why yeah. is this about race? Why? Because this is the United States of fucking America. Right. That's why. Like, honey, like, like you, you just find every reason, like you would rather, instead of bending forward, you would rather take yourself and shape yourself into a pretzel before you acknowledge me. And that's a whole fucking problem. That's and- a problem. You bring up a good point with like these people in the comments, because that brings me to Voldemort. Mm. She who shall not be named. Mm. This bitch gets no, she gets mm. no name time. Mm. <laughs> she gets no name time. That bitch is Voldemort. Like, and that's exactly what I mean. She's, she thinks she's the fucking run police, okay? She's right. she's somebody who she gaslights everything and then plays the victim. I've seen right. her do it a million and one times. I didn't even know who she was, man. Let me tell you, because because she's nobody to know. I've seen her do it mm. a million and one times. How I even came up on her to begin with is because she tried it with someone that I knew from the running community. Oh, wow. um, doesn't really run anymore, kind of fell back from the community, but she had tried it with her and sis hopped in that ass like a thong on a thick bitch, okay? She slid mm. right up in her ass and let her have it. And right. that is how I was introduced to her. So, you know, I'm one of the motherfuckers that love a good motherfucking dragon on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. So That's... I clicked follow, right? And and for the most oh, part, no. she I, I, girl, you know I'm here for the mess. So I clicked oh, follow. No. And for the most part, she was only harassing this one white woman. And I was like, right. no, she needs a hobby. Like, right. why are you so pressed about this woman if you feel like she's cheating? So what? How's it right. affecting you? Right. It's not bothering your life. Move on. on. Then right. she started harassing the brand. And then I started to see a trend. And I was mm. like, oh, this girl is problematic as shit. And then me and her got into it 
um, on Twitter one day because she made a comment about the Bronx, like somebody would rob her. I was like, first of all, sis. Oh, oh, oh God. Mm, I was like, oh, first of all, baby, sis. I have a story about that one. I, so I had to, I had to mm. give it this shit immediately. And she's like, no, you know, I'm just saying like, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what you said. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, live direct from the fucking burn. Keep your ass on your side of the bridge. If you're scared to walk through my borough, then you shouldn't be in it. Right. Also, you're in the whitest part of the borough. It's safe as fuck. No one's checking for you at all. And also, you have nothing. Just so we're clear, you have nothing at all. But when this I shit happened with I you, I didn't even I didn't even know who she was, man. When like, this shit happened with you, because at this point, I had already had like several conversations with other people that I know right. in the run community that also are aggy with her, and that shit was like the final straw for me. I was like, first of all, sis, here's what you're not finna do. Mm. <laughs> here's what you're not finna sit on here every day crying this people of color, you know, I'm also a person of color, I'm a Muslim, That's the reason I'm why I have this, a problem with and I'm that, and then, and then fucking make life difficult and literally cyber bully another woman of color. Oh, right. bitch, you got the right one on the right. right day with the right time. Do you know how I was hard like, it was? Oh, see, no, here's what we're not gonna do, bitch. Right. No, right. no, the fuck no. <laughs> and, and that's the part that, that, that and that's where it's, it, it is still problematic for me to separate Latoya Shante Snell and running Fat Chef. Mm -hmm. Because for me, in the public eye, and because and this is, I blame, I put the blame where it is. Yeah. People have put unrealistic standards on people. <laughs> like, 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 screw, like, screw the I idea mean, that's, that that's I'm, the, that's the nature of humanity. Right. Though. Like, what, well, like, screw the idea that I'm hood famous. Cause that's what my son would call me. I'm hood famous. <laughs> you know, like, screw the fact I'm, I'm a little bit better than hood famous now. Like, you know, like a couple people know me if I travel, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, Hey, how you doing? You know, the person I ain't never meet, I don't have stranger danger. See, that's what I became, you know, like, so it's like, it's nice, but it is not because then people put you on, like, if there was like four shelves, they put me on the highest shelf and I collect dust until it's convenient that they have to pick at me and they get mad at the dust. That's right. Like, you know, right. And, I, and that's the part that I found problematic. So when this girl targeted me, it was through, I, I'll never forget it. Um, I was like, that I, shit you know, random as hell. Like the, the, the be very, I'm going to put out a warning for people. Like I, I was, you know, I was suicidal. Like, and, and that's the part that I kept to myself. Like people weren't here as I started starving myself. That shit triggered my eating disorder. Like, you know, people don't like, and that's like another, like, that's the reason why I, I, you know, I advocate as hard as I do in these spaces. Cause when yeah. we talk about black people and eating disorders and they see a fat bitch like me, they instantly say, oh, that bitch must be overeating. Look at her eating ho-hos and Twinkies. Every time she's I'm probably the overeater in this conversation. Like, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> like, I'm a bitch you know, that eat the five for five right. in one sitting. I'd be happy when McDonald's bring them Big Macs back. Like the, 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 the thing is like running, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Not so much because running sucks at times, but more like the community has a fucking problem. Mm -hmm. where if you don't look a certain size where, where, and the thing is that the problematic part is I'm getting this shit from people who aren't even elite athletes you know so I'm and just that's my shit with her she swears, to, she swears to God she fucking oh, like, yeah. I've heard her all her all these accolades, you know, accolades that she allegedly have but see unlike be her, honest, I didn't no have time to research it. her I was no. too busy trying to book jobs and you sitting here, you, you using your free time to, right. to me on the right. internet. And I'm just like, damn, you keep up with all the Instagram stories. Like Listen. I'm not one of those people that just put up eight to 10 stories a day. Like a bitch got 36 stories up. Like, Hey, let me take I'm you. Not gonna hold you. 
when I first realized how much time she invests in that that white woman that she was harassing, I said, sis got to get some years. dick or pussy, whatever she's into, and she's got to <laughs> learn to knit. She needs to really occupy her free time. Right. That's too much time. You know, I, I, I count my blessings. You know, I haven't had her disrupt my space in about close to two months. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, it's been close to two months, but it's like, why did it have to go there where now? Because the thing is, I gave her the benefit of the doubt that the courtesy that she didn't give me. And the courtesy See, and that's I the gave, shit I don't do. And I don't <laughs> like when black people do it. What what made you do that? That's that don't even seem natural. Business. Mm. Like, let me just go call a spade a spade. You know, like, yeah, that's no, the reason, that's this is the reason why this is the reason why I say it is very hard to separate Latoya Shante Snell from running Fat Chef because Latoya Shante Snell is a hood. It's a hood bitch. It's yeah. a, she's she's, she's going to let you know where to get on and get off. I always like to say there's Latoya and there's Shante and Shante don't have time for your bullshit. Shante yeah. pops up at least once a month. Like I had two days ago where I had to curse people out online and say, do not fucking come for me for my size. Don't correct my form. Don't tell me shit. I have boundaries. Yeah. Leave it. And she's been surfacing a lot in 2020 all over again. But I started embracing the brand. Running Fat Chef. I am I am an entrepreneur. I am mm-hmm. a person who, if I say the wrong thing, people are quicker to take me to court. If I sit here and I do something wrong, I don't just represent me. I represent my brands that I'm actually you know, sponsored by. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to know that my paychecks are dangling in the air with these at-will contracts of, hey, if you fuck up and act like a coon on here, yeah. then we're going to let you go. You know, so when you know that your livelihood yeah. depends on it, because it's not like I'm, I'm looking, if it was just me, I wouldn't give a fuck, but I got my husband who has to keep this house afloat, you know, yeah. as well as I do. I have a son who has type one diabetes. People don't understand the struggle and the bills that came with it. If I try yeah. to go back to the cul- the culinary industry, good luck because like when I tried to in 27, the end of 2017, the end of 20, to the beginning of 2018, I was trying to get a regular job while being viral and still trending. And every time I landed a job, they're like, oh, I know you from somewhere. So I was getting either special treatment or I was getting fucked up treatment to the yeah. point where I just could not thrive in everyday life anymore. Like it is a circus. I've lost friends from this. I've lost friends, not because they're jealous of me. They're like, yo, I can't hang out with you. Like, yo, we could be friends in private, but if we go outside, I got to deal with your entourage. Oh my God, this person wants to tell you about their life. This person don't, don't respect your boundaries. And I'm just like, yeah. and I'm me, I'm friendly. You know, like I'm, 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 I'm hood, but don't roll up on me. Like you, you better announce yourself. Like call yeah. out my name. I would rather you say hootie who before you come up with me because I travel with a knife. Yeah. But like, you're, you better you're the fuck up. Do not roll up on me. But at the same token, it's like th- there is a public face where, mm-hmm. as much as it's like I, I don't like this whole thing of you know when when they go when they go low I have to go high. I want to go petty. I was I, petty listen, as hell when I started my blog. I was I calling this two episodes ago when they go low, I'm gonna kick you in your face. Keep right. your fucking head up. I'm right. Not- <laughs> right. Like in August, like anybody, and I'm, I haven't removed my blogs. Anybody that's seen my blogs yeah. in August, tw- August 17, 2016, up until about 2018, know that I was calling motherfuckers out. I was screenshotting, not wiping things out. I would talk about your mama, your friends, your best friend, your mama, your, your, your auntie, that, that no neck motherfucker that you friends with. I talked about everybody. And 
I had no problems and no apologies for it. But then I started realizing, like, if you start doing this shit so long, people can't tell the difference between the person who was actually being attacked and the yeah. person who is problematic in the situation. And I started arguing with stupid that I started sounding stupid. So I'm just like, I have to fall back. And then when I, what was it? One of the sponsors, um, what, and I can't even call that, that this company a sponsor, Skirt Sports. So I'm just going to say it for what it is. Yeah. When it came down to Skirt Sports, I went from supposed to be speaking at their retreat to all of a sudden I'm getting emails of um, people are screenshotting your conversations on your Facebook account and they're saying that you're the racist. After I was getting inboxed in words and a whole bunch of other shit, I had someone call me a nigger. So I, so I wrote her back and I said, that's real cute. I've heard that. Can you get a little bit better with it? I was like, I like my racism, you know, and I was like, I love it in full, you know, full color. I like, I want it in technicolor. Tell me what you really feel. The woman right. called me a jigaboo and then started going further. Then she started to attack my kid. And that's a no oh, blow. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a low blow. Like you, you don't, you don't attack my family. You know, like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about me. Don't attack my kid. You know, yeah. it's like I, not me. When I say that, I still have a list. I have 142 messages to date that was before I went viral of yeah. the hate mail that I used to get, and that was in one year. And the one that sticks out in my head is no wonder why your child is a type one diabetic. He has a whale of a bitch for a mom. You have to understand that I don't. Me? I'm serious. So the people have to understand when I lose my temper, I know I go full blown stupid. It. And I don't care about a career. I don't care about yeah. being the quote unquote running fast Especially chef. I'm Latoya Chante now. Yeah. Like, and you're a mom. You right, mom don't, first. don't come from my family. When when this woman attacked me online, not even the week, I think it was the week of, I had someone, and that's that that was the first time I actually had somebody invade my space while being in a public eye. Someone showed up at the REI event that I was doing. And he walked by and I knew something was wrong. He had a MAGA hat on. So I'm just like, he walked by and I'm like, you're in New York City. You asked me the big punch. And he's right. like, so he's like, bitch. So, I, you know, I started laughing. I said, like, crazy New Yorkers. You know, like yeah. we, we know how we, how we are. Yeah. Crazy New Yorkers. He goes by again, stupid bitch. I'm like, what the fuck wrong with this dude? You know, so I'm laughing with my childhood, you know, one of my childhood friends from like elementary yeah. school, she came to the event and she's like, I wanted to show up and support, but I had my son behind me. Yeah, you know he's a preteen. Like you can look at his face and you see he's a baby, but his voice was starting to crack. So you know, like sometimes you can get a little thrown off. And yeah. he stops the third time. He's like, you know, black women are weak. And he starts going in, and I'm like, sir, can you get the hell out of my face? And right. he's like, I feel like punching you. And I was like, who the fuck are see, you? See, and for me, this is now, and 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 here's the difference between you and I, and this this could be rooted in the fact that I don't have any kids yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have I don't have the forethought to protect someone else. It's just me. You know, like I, I instantly I went into my I'm I'm immediately in an altercation. Right. If you threaten me, we right. are now engaged in a right. motherfucking altercation. altercation. Right. It's all black Air Force One energy from there on out. Right. And you know, these are things that people didn't understand. Like I, I had this man try to throw a chemical in my face. That's While insane. I was right there with my my son, and I pushed. I, when he started digging in his pockets, the first thing I thought was, "Oh my God, 
this is the way I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and protect my son. Girl. Keep a weapon on you. Oh no, I do. I've been, I've been doing that before all the public eye, you well, know, like, and, from the Bronx girl. Right, keep, like, but shit, listen, best I do or die. Like, you know, like, like, I'm talking about old school best I, like, best I found in East New York. We're from the city. Like, we grew up in the eighties. We are right. accustomed to, to being prepared. Right. You have to, like at all times, like, I mean, I don't care about gentrification. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, this is still the whole I don't, thing. because you know? there's a whole channel dedicated <laughs> to white people committing crimes. It's called investigation discovery. Right. Right. Hello. Like everybody, like it is when it comes to crime, it's equal opportunity employment. So understand that shit. So like for me, that was the first time. And then it started becoming a trend where I would travel and somebody was using, I don't know who the hell it was, but people were using my calendar and they would like, basically they would just show up at my events. And I'm just like, so, so when you have to add that with someone who is basically stalking your Instagram account and you have to keep it public because this is some of the terms that comes with sponsorship that you have to be a public figure. And now I can't even curse you out. So now I'm I'm pretty sure that some of the hate mail I got was from the same person because it kept coming up at the same IP. I I would not be surprised. So like, you you know, I get things like, you know, sometimes you get used to the phrasing, like some of the words would never change up and i'm just like damn i'm like do you have not have anything else better to do like you know what's going on in your life and like and, and the thing is i cannot i'm not at a place where people are like why don't you forgive her forgive her for how can i i, I haven't I don't, like I'm, I'm like i'm not in a healing always place want and black I don't, people to and be I, the, like we right. always got to be the forgiving one right. no and, i'm the victim but then i am the victim but then you get the and then, and then what i would get and i mean this is sponsors included where i would have companies sit here and tell me like you know well haters are gonna hate and i'm like this is gaslighting but see in 2019 people haters hating is somebody talking shit about my outfit right, right. literally like disrupting my right. life life right way more than hate this person this woman has gone as far as to contact every company that i was sponsored with right along with companies i wasn't even working with anymore and then because of her like because people are saying oh well she has a small following i'm like no on that account she has a small following you know but her other I'm like she got like two accounts per social no, media no, honey, platform. she got like five she got like five you oh, know so and she i didn't know help. any of this because i had to see so the thing is i literally had to tell my following please do not go over there and bully and antagonize and people are like no but i'm so angry and i'm like i'm angry too but the moment that you do something i get blamed not you. I get blamed. I'm the public figure, not you. You are the person who gets to, you know, be at home and live with your family. And the first thing they're going to do is blame me, especially if it's a white ally that decides mm-hmm. they want to do something on her behalf. It's going to look like, here's my white ally going, trying to defend this black, angry black woman. I really wish somebody had responded to my shit because baby knows I had time. And, and, I had all the time. And she the got is, that Esquire drag for filth. And the sad part is, it's like, you know, when it comes down to, when it comes down to law enforcement, there's not enough internet laws to protect. Well, it's not. And it's, it's hard. It's first of all, the law is the, the, well, it's not that it's hard to prove it. It's that the internet is much faster than the law. The law in general is the Titanic and the internet is a scooter. Right. That shit is changing and moving all the time where it takes so long to actually make a law a law. By right. the time that law is in place, the internet it's something else. Yeah, that shit is a whole different like, animal that know, we're still not prepared for. So it's so impossible for right. the law to keep up with with like the way the, the way internet changes. Right. You know, because nevertheless, are, always the more motherfuckers like, oh, gotta well, know what? that that shit's not okay. Which is why right. when I saw that shit, I hopped on her page and I was like, first of all, you're a stalker. Second right. of all, this is harassment. 
Right. I, I said, honestly, I feel like if you saw her in person, you would probably assault her. I hope that she goes to the police. I hope that she gets <laughs> against you. I was like, because this is crazy behavior. You're it unwell. Is. You are right. unwell. You need to get help. And, and you know, and it, it sucks because you get to a place, like for me, I, the first month, I, I felt I, I, I couldn't trust being inside of the running community because mm. it's not like... I just had white people after me. I had people who look like me, people who I ran with mm. started changing up on me. And I'm talking about people. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You yeah. know, let's go and have, a, you know, let's have a drink afterwards. Let's, you know, let's go grab something to eat. And then all of a sudden, everything I did for that year, I was overshadowed with, but you're a cheater. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I'm like, and the thing is like, and I mean, I had the whole race fucking, you know, pretty much write me an email directly and say, hey, listen, like, you know, like, um, we apologize. You got rerouted. I had not I had no fucking idea. Because usually I'm, I'm not a stranger to being rerouted. Yeah. Like, you know, they give you the option. They're like, hey, listen, you kind of slow. Yeah. Um, so here's your options. We can drag you off this goddamn course or we can reroute you. And I yeah. have no problem with being transparent, especially as a person. Like you've seen how, how, how you know the fucking vibes with me. Yeah. I go up there. Hey, now one, I'm on my phone. You see the bobbing yeah. head. A bitch is running. You know, right. now two, feeling like shit, but I'm still running. <laughs> you know, and I, and I always kept it funky. So I'm just like, for anybody that's been following me to come with me at this energy of she has to be cheating. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I literally this is the shit. He, he's, after he's, why that shit, he's why that shit irked my nerve. Did you place one, two, or three? Did you <laughs> honey, so honey. why the fuck does it even fucking matter? I mostly if place you're not placing fucking last, okay? <laughs> I, I'm like, you motherfuckers are the same people that complain. So this was the shit that got me going to begin with. Um, I'm like, y'all are the same people that complain. Well, she's so slow and, you know, there's cutoff time. So I don't know why she right. showed up at the race at all. To now being mad that she, quote unquote, cheated. Well, she's not winning the fucking race anyway. <laughs> right. So what the fuck does it matter? Like, I was just like, pick a struggle. Like, you know, for she's me, not going to fucking... She, this is not going to be no Olympic qualifying time at this fucking marathon. Yeah, so I, what is the real issue? I had a whole, I had a, a woman that like basically tried to antagonize me in five groups and five online um, Facebook groups. See, that's like, too much time. Yeah, and I was just like, hold up. I'm like, um, she's like, sis, use a walk. I'm like, first off, bitch, don't call me sis. Okay. And then, she tried, to, and then she tried to turn it around and say, oh, no, what, why you got to use profanity? I'm like, wait, hold up. Because I like, chose to. I'm like, you follow me at the five groups. And then you wanted to sit here and talk shit about me, knowing I'm in these groups that I can read these comments. And you think right. I shouldn't come for you sideways? Like, honey, if you can't eat them, eat what you serve, then what the fuck are you cooking for? Don't do this. Don't That's do this. Part. If you don't That's want that energy, don't don't bring it up. Like, I don't know you. Why right. are you coming at me? I already, we as Black people already have enough struggles. We got as enough problems woman, daily. And as a woman, we know what it is to be oppressed. And you're trying to entertain what people inside of the group, particularly men, because a lot of my, like, a lot of the guys. Oh, that's the nice pick me here. shit. That's the right. pick me shit. Like a lot of the men that I that, that I read the comments from, I was like, all right, you know what, I'm used to it. You know, like and it's like yeah. it's nothing that I should be used to, but I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not uncommon for men to shit on other women, especially black women. Any time, oh. any times that some men get a chance to, they'll say, oh, see, this is why I choose white. 
You know, well, yeah. see, this is why you can't mess with those ghetto girls. See, you know, I told you she was a common, she was a high school dropout. That's the reason why she talks like that. Oh, no, honey, you don't know the reasons why I had to leave. You know, so like, right. and the thing is, I'm not entitled. And shit, I talk I the same way. I talk the same damn way. And right. I'm very, 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 very educated. My right. degree bigger than half these niggas' apartments. So, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you know, but but it's, it's the gaslighting for me. You know, like the idea that yeah. the audacity of you to feel like I have to prove something to you. I'm so, first of all, I'm so baffled. I knew that you were being cyber bullied because I've obviously seen the comments. Like I said, I've been following you for a while. So I've seen comments on your page. I had no idea though that it was to this extent. It was, like, an, it's, it, it's, it's it really mind boggling to me. I mean, it's already an unsafe existence as a right. black woman in America. Just, but to hear it, you know, in real time, magnified by notoriety is crazy but also for me affirms something that i've always said i've always said i want to be anonymously wealthy i never want to be famous mm, like i took right. a long time to start my podcast because right. i never wanted to be in front of the camera like i, I want to be behind i want to be I want to be the, the oil that gets the machine running behind the system. I never wanted to be the person in front of the camera. However, my personality is what my personality is. Right. I'm very yeah, often yeah. thrown into the front, whether I want to be there or not. Right. And, and when I first, like when social media really started picking up and I used to be on Twitter all the time, I was like, there's no way that I can start a successful podcast because my clapback game is official. Right. And the fact that right. I know how to track down an IP address and Listen. turn that into an address right. means I show up at your motherfucking door and address you face to face. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I was like, and this is not healthy because if you put yourself in the public eye, you know that some shit comes with it. it. Comes with, it comes but with there are some things that come with it that are not acceptable. Right. And I knew that I wasn't in a space to deal with that. I'm a lot older. I have a lot more to lose now being an attorney, right. having my businesses and just being in a different space. Right. Actually really just living outside of New York City. Because when I'm home, mm. I mean, the minute I step off the plane at LGA, JFK, Newark, Bronx Star should kick in immediately. I mean, right. the minute but it's, I step it's, off the plane. Yeah, but it's definitely... <laughs> so, you know, like, you and know, being in a different environment has allowed me to do that. But just to hear it again and, and to feel like the anxiety that it brought on you like that shit yeah, agitates I, my fucking nerves yo. like i mean you, like you hear that bullshit analogy if a tree falls in the forest does it make a sound like sure and, it do. just because your ass ain't hear it don't mean it didn't make the sound but the, i felt like i was the person nobody heard me you know like 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 the analogy was completely wrong for me like when it came down to as many times as i would and the thing is people saw like what people uh, interpret it as complaining i call it advocacy for myself if i'm not willing to advocate yeah. for me then who's who the fuck's going to do it's it it's only complaining because you're a black woman right it's, it's not only that woman. it's only that no people people like the idea of fixing people people like the, oh people girl, love being love people, people people love, love to solution for right. non-problems people I am love not your being problem. right not solution me. right people love being olivia pope but they don't realize olivia pope had fucking issues and that's the problem <laughs> with this space you know this, the problem in this space is well, I can't fix you. Can, can, so can you shut up? Because you make me feel uncomfortable. You starting to make me, so you starting to, you bring enough shit that's going to trigger me. So I only care about me at this moment. I want to get my viewpoint across. I don't want to hear what the fuck you got to say. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't see it as that when it came down to February and March and April. Like in the beginning, all I knew was nobody's listening. 
nobody gives a fuck. People are giving me band-aids and I'm still bleeding. I am stab I'm bleeding from a stab wound, but y'all motherfuckers want to give me band-aids. Well, I guess I gotta heal myself. And the only way I knew how to heal myself in 2019 is to adapt. So I started reducing myself. I started reducing the way I was uh, I would speak. I started taking the turn the other cheek shit, even though in private making I'm yourself like, more fuck. palatable. Right. Mm-hmm. Making myself more palatable for white people. Like to be very, to be very blunt, like it was because the thing is, and, and black people, and even when I did that, I still wasn't good enough. And I wasn't, and the thing is, I was just like, why the fuck am I trying to make myself palatable to people who ain't gonna like me regardless? Okay. And that, so for me, I was just like, if I gotta choose them and choose me, I'm gonna always choose me. So I go, wow, I just said, fuck this shit. Like, you know, your way didn't work. You told me to be quiet. I'm being quiet. Now you get to still speak. You're not only you're speaking, you're yelling. And then you're trying to interrupt and disrupt anything. Like there is no redeeming from this. Even if I did something wrong, I will never be redeemed in your eyes because you elect to not see any good qualities in me. And for that, I might as well just be myself like it, it feels great to be myself every fucking day that's why when oh, people right. say i don't like you and this is and this and why because i'm the, the the biggest gaslight that i would get is people will come from they will compare me to my friend Myrna valerio and i'm just like damn we, we are we the only two fat black people that you know you know <laughs> like like you know why can't you be more like her what oh you mean articulate myself get a degree what, what do you mean like we're two different individuals just because we're from yeah. the same like the same neighborhoods you know essentially does not mean that we're the same people and we're great and, and dynamic in our own ways her way of approaching things is a beautiful way but my way of but there's nothing wrong with the way that i approach it you don't oh, like yeah. it because i'm rough and rugged and you know i'm raw and i keep it too real you you beg for real this online and then i give it to you you don't like the taste and fuck you i'm not for you i'm not they supposed for, to they be want, they want for real don't nobody right. want for real right and i'm like i'm like you can't you can't ask for my honesty and then when you get the honesty oh you know uh, can you take that back can you send that right I'm not, I'm not a restaurant i'm not a fucking restaurant you can't send back this order baby like the, i didn't walk <laughs> the fuck out like skip out right. of the middle. i don't care what you gotta do don't show back up don't show back up. I'm not begging for followers. That's why I try to understand it, but, but people understand. I loved the freedom that I had. Because the thing is, I, I have more of an illusion of freedom these days in mm-hmm. 2021. I love the freedom I had in 2016 before sponsorships. Don't get me wrong. I love the platforms that I have. I love being able to bring awareness, but it comes at a cost. People love what you are able to provide, but they don't love you. And, and I, you know what? It's It's interesting or accurate rather that you say that I say, you know, I say this to my clients. Um, I've got many clients that are like branching into various parts of the entertainment space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they started their thing on their own where it was their yeah. own authentic voice. And now right. that they have these larger platforms, um, I'm like, you know, when I sit down with them and I'm like, you know, are you, okay with this because what you need to understand when you sign this is that the voice that got you here is not the voice that they're actually looking for right you're gonna lose a lot of your voice yes. in taking on this contract and taking on this opportunity and yeah right. it's a great opportunity but i just want you to walk into it knowing the actuality of it it's not going to be what it was they and take that's you why I'm, I'm i'm personally extremely hesitant yeah. when when and brands reach out to me you I'm like, eh, I'm good. When when marketers reach out to me, I'm like, eh, I'm like, I'm not going to hold y'all. Maybe one day down the line, I'll be with the shits. I, I don't know that that I'm in that space yet. 
I prefer like the whole purpose in having this platform is so that we can be unapologetically black right. women, right. unfiltered, you know, right. uncurated, good, bad, and different, happy, sad, mad, angry, all of that. And I don't want that morphed into something that's palatable. Right. I don't want that morphed. And so I, you know, I'm always just like really interested in watching how people I know in person that are, you know, grasped and clasped to a lot of brands, how they navigate that shit. Like for some people, like like in Allison, I think um, I think it's 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 a more I think it's easier, and I don't mean easy at all. I just mean right. slightly easier because I don't think Allison's approach is as abrasive as a you or me. Right. Um, right. But I agree. but I also know it's difficult for Allison because Allison also has like her own quiet health issues again that you don't see on the outside but that right. she deals with every day that she you know shares with us online and you know when she's comfortable doing right, that right, right. and I'm just always like I remember when she when she linked with Lululemon um a lot of people were in her comments really really excited and I have her comments and I was like sis I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some explaining because Lululemon mm. don't fuck with black people so mm -hmm. I'm gonna need mm -hmm. the math Mm -hmm. to ma'am and that's and you gotta i was like you gotta show me something good i was right. like because your platform has always been that you are for women you right. are like you show up for women but you show up for black people you show up for black women and right. they do not so i'm gonna need you to make the math math and so yeah, we make, had a make, dialogue. Make it make sense. yeah and we had a dialogue about it and she was like she was like first of all sisters why i love you because you always go call some shit out yeah this is who but, i am but and see this is like you but, that's the reason why when you brought up, you know, why runner's world. Yeah. The first thing for me is. Well, she had a similar response in the please. fact that this no. was now an opportunity. Yeah. But the thing is, my whole thing is this, please call us out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not whispering that shit. Like, like this is something that's going to be shared and people can hear this over and yeah. over again. Please call us out. Because the thing is, uh, the, the the norm is only the norm because we allow people to create the norm but the norm is only created by one percent if mm -hmm. you do not put that pressure on companies on brands on all these places then the norm is going to stay the norm the thing mm -hmm. is people may not like change but the reality of it is that there is a demand when it comes mm -hmm. down to fashion when it comes down to our dollar the, the idea that a black dollar is, uh, exists in the community for six hours like it shows that we are buying into this shit but they are we're buying from us from white people and if you allow these companies and these places to dictate what is quote-unquote trending and you as the buyer don't understand your power that is a problem so for Absolutely. me i'm just looking at it as well I do find some of the things that's problematic and I silently call it out. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. like, I definitely can't, you know, can't go into detail on here, but I silently, I, I silently call it out. And the thing is, I, you, you had, we, I need more people to do that. I need more people to feel, you know, empowered and inspired. So if it means I have to use your own platform to say, hey, listen, this is what I see as a problem. Here's where I see as a possibility where I can actually now as the businesswoman, yeah. And I have, to, I have to sometimes tuck away my hood card because a lot of times it wants to come out, but I have to tuck it aside. And I'm like, how can I go from a business perspective and say, hey, listen, 
So I understand from a business perspective, this is what's worked for you in the past, but the market is changing and mm -hmm. these issues are real. And even if I'm not with your platform, these are still going to be my everyday real life issues. What yeah. are you going to do? Because people do not like telling their stories and feeling like they've been, they've been fucked in the ass. Like you yeah. don't, you don't do that. You just don't do that to people. And a lot of black people's stories, especially when it comes down to the marketing and body positivity, when it comes down to the, you know, the uses of AAVE and advertisement, when you, mm -hmm. when you see, to see the way that they see us and they see us for something that's valuable, but they want to give you the illusion because it's cheaper to, yeah. to keep you, to keep you at a certain place. When you think about diet culture, when you see all these, um, these companies and you see the advertisement is mostly marketed towards women and their insecurities. And they say, oh, mm -hmm. well, the man is losing five pounds and the woman is only losing one. But if you buy this product, you can be just like him. This is the, this is the, the this is the narrative Absolutely. that we're selling with brands. So for me, the, at times, three times a week, I think about, do I want to stay in this space? That's mm -hmm. my, that's my real life internal struggle of, do I want to stay in this space where I know that the fitness industry at times, most times is full of shit that is not here to actually fix people, but to actually keep people actually in their, in their place, you Absolutely. know, to be able to make money, you know, so it, it does feel dirty. But the thing is you can't clean some shit sometimes being on the outside of the platform. Sometimes you have to go in and you yeah. have to be that voice to actually say, you know what? I can change this shit, but it's not going to come off. Like if I yell at you and you yell at me, nobody hears each other. Nobody wants right. to give a fuck. Nobody wants to fuck with each other until they fight. So right. <laughs> my whole thing is this, if I don't want to scrap with you, you don't want to scrap with me and we just waste energy then I got to meet you at some place and I'm going to force you to hear me. And the thing mm -hmm. is, you may not like it the way I present it the first time, but I bet you if I'm persistent, you ain't got no choice but to respect me the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, because I will always hold you accountable. And mm -hmm. that's what I try to do. And I intend to do, regardless of who's rooting for me or not, fuck them. If they don't like right. me, if people don't like me, then you ain't got to fuck with me. Ain't nobody begging you. Like, honey, I know what it is to be broke. I'm still broke. Um, So right. like, 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 that's, this is the illusion. Like when people were sitting here saying, oh, well, Look at her. She thinks she's better because she got these sponsorships. I'm like, honey, do you know what it is to have an influencer contract? Because most of us don't get paid like that. Ask us about our taxes. Ask us about having a publicist and then having your publicist take off certain money. Ask us about the books that you're going to get and knowing that the book is done, the book done promotion that they give you don't mean shit if your book doesn't sell. That you only, right. If they only cut you a $10,000 check, then that's all you guaranteed. But then you have to pay the editor. That you have to pay this person. Oh, well, that person contributed right. for you know it like you're paying taxes on ten thousand dollars of stuff when you only made three so when when people sit here and try to tell me about what i'm making what i'm doing what's my attention i'm like fuck you ask and if i choose not to, and i elect to not tell you guess what is my prerogative it is my prerogative i don't owe you shit because I, aside from my mom and my daddy, I don't remember none of you motherfuckers being in the room when I was born. So like, you know, and, and that's, and, and that's the reason why I keep it so honest and I keep it so funky and I don't put it out there in a, in a PC way. Now there's some things where I do have to sit here and say, okay, I got to be mindful. I'm like, I'm, a I'm speaking to adult children. So let me phrase it up a different way. I would never speak on good morning America, the way I'm speaking here, you know, like, cause the, the thing is, I, I wouldn't. I yeah, was very, it's very just funny smart. you say that I was on a podcast um, and it was not taped for TV. Right. They actually didn't have a TV deal yet. So they, mm. didn't have any, they didn't have any TV time yet. So it was taped for regular Spotify, you know, regular platforms. Right. And, and as always, I always ask up front, you know, I'm happy to give you Latasha Lessington Esquire if that's what you need for your platform. But if, you know what I'm saying, if, if T from the Bronx is invited, you know what I'm saying, she'll show right. up. 
Right. So I asked them and, you know, it was very, oh, no, 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 go ahead. We curse here. Everything's fine. And then they got their TV slot and they wanted mm-hmm. to run the pod. They wanted mm-hmm. to run the pod I was on. It was a really, really good topic. It was a great pod. Um, and they chose to run it. So they had to edit it. And I was watching it. I was home in the city and I was watching it. And it sounds, it's so funny. It sounds like a fucking Samuel Jackson movie. Right. I curse a lot. Lots. All the Same. Time. Same. And, and so it's like bleep, bleep. And I'm like, and so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'm like, oh, I'm like online responding to comments about it. I'm responding to people that are texting me about it. And I'm like, if I knew it was going to be tape or TV, I would not have cursed as much. And not because I don't curse and not because I find an issue with cursing, but because I know for that medium, for that platform, there's a better way to get my point across without you having to hear beat, beat, beat every three fucking syllable. But see, but here's the thing. And that's my reality. I have to, when I wake up in the morning, I treat my life as if a camera is always on me. Mm-hmm. And it's a pressure and it's a weight. I, w- I would not censor that for anyone. It is a pressure and a weight. When I think that I'm in a supermarket and nobody recognizes me, I can have an inbox uh, out of nowhere. Oh my God, I saw you at the supermarket. I didn't want to approach you, but I took this picture of you. Holy shit. First of all, that's weird. That's creepy. But um, thank you so much for actually respecting partial of my space. You know, that's um, weird. oh, you know, um, hey, you know, um, I, I remember what you said back in 2017 and you said this is in this line. And I'm like, fuck, did I say that? you know like that's the that's the that's my reality my reality Mm -hmm. is i am always on anxious mode because Mm -hmm. anything's a soundbite anything that i say anything i do right now this is a soundbite if you decide Mm -hmm. that you want to sell this podcast you know five days from now and somebody says oh let's take this statement this statement and this statement like when i when it comes down to like what let's say for instance my huffington post video um one of the sound bites that was used at the very beginning, the video was like about no more than about like a minute and a half long, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have this video. Now they interviewed me and they had the cameras rolling on me for about what, three, four hours. But the interview starts off with fat shaming can kiss my goddamn ass. That's the <laughs> opening line. And That's me- quality clickbait. That is quality, quality clickbait. clickbait. And the thing, don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I authorized, I knew what I signed off for, and I was like, yeah. oh, I'm like, you know, whatever way. And then the thing is, I'm very unapologetic about it, but the thing is, I intentionally know walking into the room, the moment that camera crew walks in, everything yeah. is a soundbite. Everything, yeah. even a wrong movement. Like, when you look at reality TV shows, and the person is looking off into the corner, if their eyes are really open, guess what? That is a quality image. And, so, yeah. and I know that as a photographer, that uh, that the person could have been crying, but that's quality gold for me. I, if I'm a, if I'm oh, a facts. newspaper, facts. I need to get that emotion. I need to be able to facts. tell a story without words. And because I know that shit, I have to be able to separate Latoya Shante Snell and Running Fat Chef. It was something that my publicist told me off the bat over and over and over again and I was like how can I separate somebody when they're the same and she's like yes they are the same but they are different when people approach you mm-hmm. this is what they're looking for they're not looking for the total of you they're looking for the work in progress in you and every mm-hmm. time they tell you that they're interested in you yes they're interested in what you can provide but they may not be interested in the whole person if they decide to be friends with you down down the line understand there's no friends in business at all they are friendly 
but there are no friends in business. These are people who I've sat here and shook hands and, you know, they take me on trips and they pay for this and this and this and this. And, this, and a year later, they fucking hated me because they realized this was not a joke. Like, this is not like literally like if when it comes down to how I speak, how I articulate myself, when it comes down to my business voice versus the person that you see on Instagram, they are all the same people, but yeah. it's layered. So when you talk to me in inbox and say, hey, let's negotiate contracts, you are going to get a layer of a very of, different approach. Of, yes. Wait, 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 hold up. What she wants? What? Wait, how, how dare you demand that price? Well, you obviously saw something in me that was marketable. So you can make that you can either make it happen or you can stop wasting. Yeah. Time. Like, and you you have to know yourself better than the internet knows you. And you and the thing is the hardest part is to remember who you are and how you started and to remain mm-hmm. humble. Not so humble that you don't get paid, but to know your worth so much as you grow. And that's mm-hmm. where me as an artist, sometimes I struggle. And that's why I look for people who are not enablers. I can't, I can't get people. Yeah. I have too many people around me that's like, yes, you burned down a building. You did that shit with style, honey. Oh yes, work it. Now I'm getting <laughs> See, locked up. Me- me, I, let me tell you yeah. something. I'll be like, okay, sis, you brought that fucking mm-hmm. building down, but I'm charging full price for this representation. Right, right. right. And, you, and the thing is, you have to. Understand. I'll see you in court at full price. Right, you crazy for that. Right, like, it, like I, I can root you on and still tell you that you're full of shit. You know, yeah. so, and, that, and that's what that's what that's what I look for when it comes down to building the team. When I work with when I work with companies, like sometimes I know I, I know my voice sound abrasive, but the one thing I I learned to do really quickly within a year, I, I told myself, do not apologize if you knew when you walked into that conversation or you typed out that email that you felt every ounce of it. Say it mm-hmm. with your whole ass chest. With so I chest. choose I choose everything as a soundbite. I am deliberate, as Audrey Lord said, I am deliberate. Do not fucking mistake in that. Yeah. So if I say in an email this is too low i really mean it if i tell you hey listen you are not going to offer me product as compensation that that is a real thing that the is company, so insulting and that's that, you know what that that's a that's a topic for a panel discussion right. because right. man listen but it's, it's heavy like i mean we can't we can't even cover all the topics in one we, we 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 can't we can't i do i want to get i want to get to your cooking yes I, because when I found you, you were doing more cooking than running. Yes, and, and then and then the world and then the world shifted. Damn, so, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then your world shifted. Right. But cooking was that like cooking was your first passion? How'd you get into that? Cooking is actually a love story of my dad and I being in the oh. kitchen and actually cooking through poverty. Like a lot of the reasons why I am in this space. It's because I will never, ever forget what it is and that feeling in your stomach to be hungry constantly and not be able to do shit about it. And my dad was not someone who you would look at in a history book and say, oh yeah, he was the shit. My dad was on drugs. My dad was um, the person from a old school Kevin Hart special because I don't find Kevin Hart to be as funny anymore. Um, yeah, so, he's kind of falling off. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's high. I still he's, laugh. I'm not going to lie. I right. still laugh. But I can laugh the same. Like, right. It's because the thing is, I mean, like, the, here's the thing about being in the public eye. Sometimes, even I catch myself at times when I start talking about, you know, when people are like, you know, they like, oh my God, I would love to go to this place. And I'll, and then I'm like, yeah, you know, um, well, I've been here. And, you know, when I went here, I did this and this. And I realized I have a disassociation, you know, that I don't speak the same as I was. And the thing is, everybody grows. And, you mm-hmm. know, but I realized that me becoming cultured and being able to experience certain things now puts me at a disconnect with people who 
have not experienced certain things. Girl, and I learned it, that lesson early in life. Right, like, that's, like, yeah, but that's because my life was the way my life was. Right. So. so the thing is, you don't reduce who you are, but you have to acknowledge the people in the people in the room, and you got to make sure that you don't disconnect from them so much that they can't even see you anymore. They're mm-hmm. trying to figure out who the fuck are they talking to. And the thing is, you're yeah. the same person, but you've grown, you've matured. And the thing is, is is not a shot against either side. You know, so that was the one. The I'll be honest. He's just not as funny as he used to be because his life is not as dysfunctional. Right. Bottom line, the same, the same way, the same way when Mary's going through some shit, we know we getting a good album. Right. Like I'm gonna take a fuck up Mary over shit. a happy Mary any right. day of the week. A any day of the week. So, I was like better, that. Listen, pain, was, good art. Good art comes from quality pain. Right. Period. Right. It like I mean, I was a better poet. It's I wrote. Up. I wrote. I write better than pain. I, me I, too. I, like when let me I, tell you something. I wrote some shit yesterday. First of all, that I, I was in the process of writing something that I'm working on. This mm. shit came to me and had nothing to do with the project I'm working on, and I just ran with it. You it is to. the first thing that I've written and really loved in like six months, and mm. loved, and it came purely from a fucking agitation of the heart. Mm. Purely. It is what it is. It's fucked up that that's how we consume each other as humans. But that's quality fine. pain is quality art. Because and, and, and when he was going through divorce, we were getting some quality shit. Right. But and then he got happy again. But, but, and then shit went downhill. But here's the thing. People are so fucking scared to be, be in pain. People are scared to tap Girl, into people the ain't built. I told no, you people it ain't, ain't built. It ain't even about being built. It's, it's, it is. It's, what, it's about what, what life has painted us and, and so does this bullshit narrative. It, that but it is about being built. It's about being built because everybody's not built to be a whole person. That's true. There, there's That's so true. much honesty you have to have with yourself in the mirror right. to experience your pain and say, yo, I really feel fucked up. I, right. I really allowed this to happen to myself or I really did that to somebody and I feel fucked up that I did it. Right. I can't believe that I gave this much to somebody and this is how they hurt me. Or I really like allowed myself to be used, abused, mispositioned. How did I really feel about myself to allow that to happen to Man, myself? That's there's so I'm many th- honest conversations you got to have with yourself you have to. to admit you are in pain. And a lot of people aren't built for those kind of conversations with themselves. Listen, it's when I talk up, about well, first thing I, one first thing I do when I when I do panels about allyship, the first thing I do is I tell people the only way you could be an ally is to admit that you're actually toxic. Everybody's fucking toxic. And that's Everybody. the problem. Everybody wants to say, oh, but you know, that person, like the, the narrative, oh, but he's a great person. Oh, he's a great person, but he's still a scumbag and a racist. Okay, so um, you know, um your, your uncle Johnny, he may have done great things for you, but what he's done for everybody else, he's may fucked over the world. You know, right. so these are the things that I've looked at with my dad. I had to acknowledge the highs, the lows, and the downright unforgivable with my my dad my dad and i have a relationship had a relationship with my dad has been gone it'll be 12 years on january wow. 19th you know wow. so for me when i think about my dad the great memories and the painful ones came from the kitchen uh, i learned how to i learned everything i needed to learn through that kitchen that kitchen that kitchen table was switzerland that's where it was a place that I knew I wasn't going to be hurt. I wasn't going to have to deal with my dad's rage of possibly having something thrown at me. I wasn't going to have to deal with the abuse when I sat down in the kitchen. When I worked with him in the kitchen, I knew that he's going to have a cigarette from the side of his mouth and it was going to be wagging and it would never ever fall because his Newport, <laughs> his Newports, not Newport 100s, are not going anywhere. But at the same time, he was going to talk to me from a place of love that he knew how to provide it because my grandmother was not good with actually saying to her kids, especially her male kids, that she loved them. She 
she the way that she treated them because my, my grandmother's from the south my grandmother's from florida actually but mulberry right. polk county florida oh, oh god polk county's oh, a mess you you know that they are a whole polk ass county mess. Is a mess. Polk county, <laughs> like when people say oh where your, where your, where your family Listen, from i'm like do i have I'm to admit familiar. it <laughs> do, do, do i have to tell you where they from you know i'm I gotta, very very familiar with polk. <laughs> but but the thing is it's like with my grandmother she had a, a lot of issues with colorism so the way that she would talk to her kids is she would treat them by by their shade so the way that she mm. would interact with me was a way different experience than she would interact with my dark-skinned sister. The way that mm. she would interact when she looked at my, my dad, she was just like, okay, you chose this chocolate woman, you know, that's low to her, you know? Mm. And, you know, so when you acknowledge the toxicity that you experienced with your family, sometimes we unknowingly pass that shit down the line. And my Absolutely. dad had a lot of fucking demons. And Absolutely. I, I couldn't see that shit when he was alive. I just kept looking at it as, how could you give me like all this great advice and be a walking contradiction and i realize that's just life a yeah. lot of us a lot of us are great motivational speakers except to ourselves and my yes. dad was not an exception to the rule when it came down to him uh, around like around the neighborhood he was charismatic people looked at it as oh my god you guys are so fortunate like to be a product of the 80s and to have a two-parent household was like fucking gold they didn't yeah. care that he was on drugs he's a family man and he goes out there and he makes sure that your family have a meal and i'm like yeah what expense um he just sold the vcr um because we have to make um we have to make some money oh well the drug deals are probably going to be his ass because you know um you know, because he, he probably stole some of the crack, you know, like yeah. these are some of the painful and the thing is sometimes I don't feel comfortable explaining those stories, particularly to a white audiences and communities because they hear it and they treat it like an Antoine Fisher story. And it's like, right. oh, uh, all my life I had to fight. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. It is, it is part of my experience, but part of my experience yeah. was growing up. And regardless of what time it was, my dad would find ways to bring home money to make sure we ate. And he taught us in that house with my sister and I, he taught us how to cook. My mom, she was a nine to five, you know, I'm, you know, I'm straight laced. I don't do these things. You know, yeah. they were complete opposites on the other spectrum, but I got a lot of my colorful mouth from my dad. And he's <laughs> like, and, you know, and the one thing that he always taught me was, you know, when it comes to men, men don't apologize for shit. They just do. You know, and he's like, you know, what, what woman, y'all just got, and he's like, y'all always apologize for some shit. But then I would see him, you know, put his hands on my mom. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, damn, I'm like, how could you be the greatest thing that never happened? You know, right. it, it, it hurts, you know, but the things that I hold on to is the way that we could take scraps and make it into something, you know, exquisite. I learned, and that's where my passion came from with the culinary industry. So when I got older, my mom was just like, I want you to be a lawyer, a doctor, you know, like, cause she looked at it as, you know, you're so goddamn good with numbers. Like I, I'm a kind of a little bit of a freak at times yeah. with numbers. Somebody can tell me something and they say it to me, I, it's like marketing to me. You don't say your yeah. social security number around me because otherwise I remember it. I remember that shit. And Duly be, noted. Right. Like, like the note to self. Don't say your note bank account information, your credit card. Like that. You just no, you just don't do it. Like I mean, like, and I'm I'm a freak about numbers and I will repeat it. And she's like, how the fuck did you know that? And I'm like, oh, you said it this night, this day, at this time. Like I literally was that it was just it was to a point where at one point I remember my one of my teachers actually was like, um, do you are you on the spectrum and i'm like no i'm not on the spectrum i just you know i just remember shit I'm like yeah. that's just the way in my memory because of course you can't be black and you know and it. smart the audacity <laughs> no, 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 you, you must cannot. be on the spectrum no mm -mm, you have to be on the spectrum and it is not a shot to anybody that's on the spectrum but that's the way and, but it's an absurd but it's an absurdity 
Right. So ask that because of that. Right. Asking, am I on the spectrum? Yeah. Because I'm good with numbers. Is I'm good with numbers. Right. And I mean, the idea that, like, I mean, I still remember having four people check behind me on a test because they thought I cheated. And I'm just like, wait, hold up. Like, all of my grades show that I was an A, I was an A plus student. Yeah. And now you think I cheated on this whole ass test because I didn't work it out. So I had to do the test. I had to do four different tests in front of them. No calculator. Did you have and white doing, educators? Yes, I did. That's why. I, 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 was, I, was, I was very fortunate. I didn't, get, I didn't get that energy when I had my black and my, my black I was very teachers. fortunate when I was young. Most of my educators were women, were one women and two of color. Mm. I was very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Very, very fortunate. Mm -hmm. Because they always, like, they, I was, like most of us, just very, you know, See, innately smart. I had a mixture. Always, always did well. And they always supported it, encouraged it, hyped me up you know, push me to do more. And I know, or at least I've, I've learned, and before I was a lawyer, I was also an educator. Right. Um, I know that that is not the case right. very often. Right. And I'm, there are some excellent white educators. So this is yes, definitely not a slight to white educators as a whole, but I've seen it with my own two fucking eyes. When it is not us educating right. our own, the lack of care, concern, understanding mm. communication right. support encouragement is lacking it's right it is lacking Very. and and often with the people that it's lacking in it's intentional right right you know and, and that, that's the part that hurt me because when i think about like when you know when people are like it didn't make any sense of so like when i dropped out of high school i dropped out of high school for seven gym credits ironically to be in this fucking sport you know so when i say when i say with my whole ass chest i did not plan on being a sponsored runner i really Ooh. fucking mean it that it was not an that intentional is the act I yeah that is like like life was just like ha, ha, i'm a smack you right here with this running here's these sneakers bitch. you're gonna get these you're seven gym gonna, credits you're gonna get these seven gym credits and like my ass was the the, the smart girl who was terrified to be smart because people associated with whiteness when people hear me speak like this hi how you doing people automatically put me into the white box i was oreo i was always oreo and then it didn't help that about like i was super light-skinned it you know we gotta yeah. say skinned it you know like i mean because like you can see my hand on this side like i, I am like <laughs> I, I got i got a little i got a tan that has not gone away for about seven years because i've been running but let a girl stay in the house and don't be <laughs> underneath for easy bake oven i'm gonna be light as shit okay and so like because of it i already had my stigma where I was told for a lot of my life you're an Oreo like you yeah. don't you don't you don't listen to certain music you're too cultured you know like it was like that was like like I mean you can't be that in the, in the 90s like you had to be listening to Biggie and Tupac and this and this and this and here I am you know the kid that was listening to everything and even in my own household as much I, as I mean it as toxic that, this is all very relatable right. Just, I mean not not relatable in the sense that I felt a way about it because that had always been the running joke. Like right. it, it, was, it was always the running joke because I was the was the, the nerd. I, I am a nerd and I'm okay with that. I've always been a right. nerd. I've always been a dork. The, those those are absolutely adjectives that are accurate about me. They those things never offended me because I'm also fly and I whip your ass if you step out of line. Hello. See, those things also are accurate descriptions. See? So those things never bothered me. Like when I was young and <laughs> Like my friends first started dating boys. Like I, I was like, I'm not fucking dating no boys. Boys are problems. All I do is mm. hang out with boys every day. I know that they are problems. Mm. I see it. I see what they do every day. I don't want to date them. 
They're assholes. <laughs> I wanted to do them. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer from like the third grade. I was like, mm. my grades got to be good. I'm very focused. These motherfuckers ain't about to veer me, of course. Y'all bugging the fuck out. Girl, you don't even so, understand how much of a And so the joke started being, oh, she's such a nerd when she finally loses her virginity. It's going to be like three plus three. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 mm-mm. Like how coming out the closet was already fucking hard enough. Like I waited to my whole first year of marriage to fucking come out the closet. Like, like I wow. mean, yeah, I waited until first year and I was just like, I'm looking at women too damn much. Um, and Did you not know before or? Well, I knew. Did you just not feel I knew. comfortable? I knew. I like. I mean, in hindsight, I realized that I pushed off a lot of it because of the homophobia that you know that ran rampant in my own family. I mean, my 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 dad freely threw around the f word. We ain't talking about fuck, you know. Um, <laughs> like that word was thrown around, and then one day I remember him. Like, I mean, like in hindsight, I realized in his own weird way he was trying to get me to come out the closet you know um wow. because, you know black black people the way that we love is different sometimes especially yeah, that old yeah. school black love it's is traumatic more, it's a traumatic fucking but, experience but I, I remember one day he was like you know we, we always joke about fucked up shit and we and like he one day he said he's like just submit that you want a little fucking carpet munches sometimes and i was just like excuse me Wow, dad. Like that, my dad said, like, you think I'm blunt? My dad said it with his whole ass chest. There was no filter <laughs> with him. And he would just randomly, like, after a while, when you start hearing shit over and over again, it might have a little bit of truth to it. Well, like yeah. of how a person feel about you. And yeah. I realized in so many ways, my dad was trying to just basically say, like, well, we know you bisexual. Mm. Like we 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 know it. We can see it. You stare at women a little bit too hard at times. You know you like you your your mannerisms change. And this and this. And I didn't realize how much it was showing, especially yeah. because I can own it. Like me and as a as thirty five years old, you just stop giving a fuck. Like yeah, right. you, like you hit a certain age. Like you, when you say that you think you don't have any fucks to give, the older you get, the less amount of fucks you have. To Since give. I'm over forty, I don't right. even know what so fucks. Right, right. <laughs> like you can't. So, do, do you buy them shits out of a grocery store? Like I'm like like is there island of fucks like there's a financial portfolio i'm still trying to figure fucks. out where they got the fucks to begin with because right. i came out the womb with no fucks right you know so like you know for me it was just like it wasn't embraced as an 80s 90s kid to yeah. you know to you know to basically be that like you you are wild freedom you know a free child you have to sit at the freak table you know um and then people especially as a woman you're labeled with these other stigmas of oh that means that she likes you know she could bring home another girl if she does right you right, know, they oh, fetishize well, the fact right. that you are bisexual. Right, and I'm more of like if I if I was not with my husband, I would be more like an aggressive femme. Like I'm not gonna sit here and put on a tire. Like I mean, everybody has that thing. For me, yeah. it's like I like being able to switch. I like being able to wear androgynous stuff. And then there's mm-hmm. times where I'm like, yeah, I'm you know I'm in a girly mood. I'm in a mood where I want to do my nails. I want to do this. Like right now, I yeah. got no fucking nail polish. That's something that's an anomaly. That don't happen, <laughs> especially as a chef. You don't wear no fucking nail polish. So that is me, an accurate thing for right. chefs. That's yeah. True. So like you keep your nails short so when people are like oh my god like you got our tips and you got like i didn't even know that you dress up but it's because most of my comfort zone comes in this hoodie i wear a hoodie um yeah. if it was up to me and i wasn't in the public eye so damn much i'd be probably wearing saggy ass pants that's how my energy is and it throws people off because i have such a quote-unquote masculine feel that i didn't realize how much it was actually showing to my dad my mom mm. Mm, not so much but my dad he saw it you know, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of like another like to kind of bring it back to the whole kitchen experience. The beauty of the kitchen is that when it came down to like losing my virginity, my dad knew. 
He knew before yeah. my mom. You know, uh, when it came down to telling things like, you know, like, hey, dad, I like this person in school. And he would just laugh and say, oh, go tell him. You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like and this will always happen in the kitchen. So to me, yeah. the kitchen is my version of church. You know, like, I'm I not love religious. that. Yeah, I I'm, love not, that. I'm not religious, you know, because I'm a person that dabbled and dabbled and dabbled in like five or six. And my dad was like, all right, go ahead. You know, he's like, I know next week is Jehovah's Witness. The other week's going to be the Muslim in the nation of Islam. It's cool. Go ahead. Let her be a free spirit. You know, let her figure out what she wants. And my dad was super respectful of it. But good, but good on him because a lot of, a lot of households of color really mm, don't yep. give you that kind of freedom nope. to kind of sort yourself out and figure out who you are right. and determine what is your religious background right. if there is a religious background for you at all right right and like for me I, i'm just like i'm the hippie i'm just more like you know i i treat people with the same respect that they treat me and i hope that there's something i hope there's a mythical man in the sky that's gonna actually look over me and be like hey bitch you ain't that terrible you know um so we can let you in but, listen you know, i'm just at a place where i just don't know you know, and you know, that, that logic may change in the next five or 10 years. You know, I don't put any limits on myself when it comes down to spirituality. I just don't like the, again, I don't like the marketing. I, I'm not <laughs> a fan. I, I, like, I, listen, for me, I don't like, I don't, I, I am not a subscriber to organized religion. Right. I, I believe in a higher being. I'm right. extremely spiritual. Right. I absolutely believe like in, in the earth and the planets. I, I don't think that we all here operating independently. I think right. that everything absolutely affects one another. I'm one of those people. So, right. you know, like I, I, I say often, you know, depending on what's, you know, what's your tradition, I might seem non-traditional. Hello. But Hello. Right. this, you know, this is who I am. It's, did I grow up in the church? Absolutely. Like most Black people did. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I left the church at a young age because right. I recognized very early that organized religion was not about it was not about communing with God. It was about money. Right. That was my experience in my church growing up. And I, t- I took my leave at about 10. See, you know, I was... A I told you, I came nine. out the womb with minimal fucks. Nah, I came I out the womb. When people I came out the womb with minimal fucks. And the only reason, and nah. the reason why I was in church every weekend is because I stayed with my aunt on the weekends. Right. And that's where she was at on Sunday. So I... Right. It was not like I had a fucking option. I had right, to be look, where she was going to be at. You <laughs> this, this, is where, this is where the guardian has me. I'm but not once, asking you. You're going to bring your Yeah, this, you're going where I'm going. Up. So mm-hmm. once, once I got out of elementary school at 10, I no longer was spending my weekends over there. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I ain't got to go over there no more. Bet, because I'm not fucking with that. Like, I'm right. not going to hold y'all, but I'm not going to that shit no more. Yeah, I'm going to read what I need to read here, and I'm going to commune in my way. But yeah, I can't I, do that shit. I think more of my con- my 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 confliction with it was my, my my conflict with it was more like there were questions I would have and nobody would have the answer and the the answer mm. was gaslit with you just have to trust in him and I'm just like who is him you know why can't we celebrate this well why can this one celebrate but this one can't and when I started when I I'm I'm naturally inquisitive I will ask like I am not afraid to say I don't know some shit yeah. I, like I pride myself on saying bitch I don't know but can you tell right. me can you, right. can you guide me in a direction of telling me so I can figure out the answers that's the reason why I'm a documentary buff that's the reason why I yeah. read biographies all fucking day long because yeah. I love being able to ask those questions and figure out the way people think and for me, I didn't like the idea that people didn't have no fucking answers for me. And then when it came down to some of the, like when it came down to the monetization and like, okay, here's the fourth plate, here's the fifth plate, here's the sixth plate. And I'm just like, oh, pastor got some cars, but I can't feed 
anybody. And that and that this, is what and but, that is what escorted me out but, the building. Right. This is this is supposed to be community. What's going on? And I'm just like, where's the religion in this? I'm like, because this says this, but this contradicted. And then when it came down to me questioning my, you know, my my you know my sexual identity at, at young, and I'm talking about the the earliest memory I have from that was I went to a sleepover and. Um, we were, I forgot what game it was. It was really, really fucking innocent or whatever. And one of my friends sat on my lap and I had, I, I, in hindsight, I could say I had a crush on her and she sat in my lap and I didn't understand how sex organs, you know, how these yeah. things work. So I was like, oh my God, is it going to be like the porn that I secretly watch? And that means that I'm going to have a boner and she's going to feel it. She got to get off my lap. She got to get off my lap. <laughs> I don't want her to feel it. And I, I'm like, cause you know, I was doing badass shit. Like, you know, like anybody, all them kids been watching skin and mouth. I was about to say, okay? listen, every, every single one of us. Listen, <laughs> like, like, how many times you turn up, turn on the volume, you know, turn on the volume. First and make all, sure the back button is on Cartoon Network. Talking. First of all, we used to caucus and still like, uh, like right. whoever had a big brother and still right. their fucking tapes. Right. Like, yo, bring over the chips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're was, watching the porn. But that was that that was literally like I remember just being so engulfed in the female anatomy. And I'm just like, wow. Like it's to so me, funny. It I think arts. of how ignorant we were to like right. sex. That we yeah. would caucus as a crew and watch this shit and laugh and joke. Wa- like, we were so ignorant. Right. Because I would watch that shit like it was a whole ass show. Like, I wasn't. Yeah, the shit was. I was I, like, it wasn't until like, my teenage years. Where, three drops. Right. It wasn't until my teenage years where I was like, oh, okay, so I can use this as a muse to masturbate. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to find out about the rest of the, how the, all the rest of this shit works. Like, you know, like for me, when yeah. I was looking at it as a kid, I was just like, wow, that's intriguing. Oh, so this is how you love up on a person in a different way? Okay, cool. Like, and so how do I write a love letter? I to fuck me in the ass okay cool all right you know like this is the way that my brain kind of worked so when you don't have that person like and my thing is my when i got my sex education it came from my dad ironically it came from him first you got so, like, mine from school first mm-mm, my dad um, drove me Third around great scared me straight that's why i was no. a virgin so long they showed mm-hmm. us syphilis chlamydia on the genitals oh see they the were good race. and they're not even teaching these kids this shit no more that's and why that's these the kids part. are fucking stupid right Bro, they shot right. me this shit in the third right. grade i said you bet not touch me you mm. bet not kiss me mm. don't hold my fucking head you got diseases <laughs> <I don't want laughs> no nah, my dad he drove me around lincoln town car oh, i was scared straight old. from eight <laughs> 10 years old drove me around because I had I got my menstrual when I was like eight nine and like even with the story of my menstrual is traumatic yeah. like I mean I had my menstrual in front of a sexual predator um oh and that's the only thing that stopped me from getting raped you know so like a lot of my trauma and I mean I literally didn't say that until out loud until I was in like my 20s to wow. actually say that because I mean I, I'm not a first time you know uh, sexual assault victim you know because most times a lot of people don't realize like when you're a sexual assault victim most times it's not like once sometimes when you are you know when you are targeted then sometimes it means that you might be targeted again and so for me like a lot of the stuff a lot of the work that i do like running is just a muse to be able Mm -hmm. to talk about deeper issues and that's the reason why i stay in this space because i'm like okay i have this platform what the fuck am i going to do with this platform yeah do i really care about the money with this platform because i know easier ways and less exploitable ways i can make money and make more money without having all this attention because don't get me wrong i love my followers but then i love i hate the ones that start you know feeling so goddamn comfortable that they feel like oh now oh, like hey Tay, 
<laughs> now it's not even Latoya anymore. You start giving me nicknames. Hey Tay Tay, wait, who, who the fuck Tay Tay? Who the fuck Tay Tay? Wait, wait, hold up. We, we didn't, we didn't get the. I don't even know. I don't even know your number. I don't even know your telephone number. I'm gonna remember it, bitch. I don't know your I telephone number. It. Like, like, <laughs> bitch. I don't even know your number. Like, hold up, hold up. Where, where, where the fuck did Tay Tay come from? Like, that's not even my name. My name is Latoya. Or even call me by my middle name. Call me Shantae. Like, but Mrs. Mel, if you nasty. Like, who the fuck is Tay Tay? You know, so like, it, it's just like, it's just so weird, like, you know, being in this space. Like, you know, but my dad was the person who literally gave me my fucking sex talk. I was 10 years old, Lincoln Town Car. Now, you know, this shit is telling. Lincoln Town yeah, I'm Car. I was about to say, my granddaddy had a Lincoln. <laughs> a Lincoln Town Car, and that shit was a beautiful red. And he's just one hand in it, and he starts off the conversation, and I cannot make this shit up. And I'm glad that this is an uncensored podcast. He's like, kettle. <laughs> Cause he used to call me kettle cause I'm loud. And he was like, kettle, I learned how to raise my dick when I was 10 years old. And I was just like, what? Like I'm sitting in the front seat. We breaking all different types of rules and shit. I ain't got no seatbelt on because in the 90s, oh, we didn't no seatbelts back then. I ain't give a we, fuck. They threw your ass in the car. They got going where the fuck we was going. And I'm like five foot three and a half as an adult. So you know my ass was short. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there and I'm sinking down into my chair. Like, is my dad really trying to tell me about his dick? That okay. is so And he's funny. just like, he's like, the point of this story is y'all kids are nasty. Fuck what your mama said. She lost her virginity at 17 to me. Um, here's some condoms. Don't ask me to tell me, don't ask me to teach you how to put that shit on. Go talk to your mama about the rest of the shit. And he literally laid down the whole thing in his whole Bible, his whole Father, Son, Holy Spirit was listen, do not bring no funny letters in this house. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? STD, BD, AIDS. That like my dad was hilarious. a whole trip like when people when people say like yo this shit sounds like comedy i'm like no this is a black real life that i lived like i mean like is it, but th- but all these conversations and most of these conversations from the heart came from the kitchen like that was the beauty of it is that most of this shit would happen in the kitchen because outside the kitchen was dysfunctional like i yeah. mean like you know to to know that your your dad is the neighborhood crackhead and then like you know the and you know your friends um you know your friend's dad the is kids are me. The, right kids, kids ain't shit kids, kids are me kids, kids are ain't me. shit like you know like i mean there were days i wasn't where, shit I right wasn't like shit. shit i had ain't shit moments even though i was going through shit like i was Listen, like oh. my uncles were all drugs and i still would smoke you i'd be like and right. your mother's still a hoe Right, right. Like I mean, shit. I would sit there and I'm like, oh, look at Stinky Aisha coming to class. And, Aisha. <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't shit. You know, like what, what, kids, uh, kids ain't shit. And that's why I always try to remind shit. my son. Like, you know, kids ain't shit, but you will grow from this. You yeah, will survive sure. this. And the thing is, you ain't gotta normalize that. That, that the shit is definitely wrong. But yeah. know that, like, one day you're gonna stunt on these motherfuckers. Like, you're gonna it. be able to look back and like, ha ha, bitch, I made it. You know, and the thing is, that's what I needed. You know, as a kid, like, they were so, especially when it comes to female kids, they are so busy trying to make us adults. They're always trying to groom us and tell us, like, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, and yeah. you ain't gonna get no man if you don't do this. If you don't yeah. do this, then nobody's gonna take you serious. Oh, what else you got to offer besides your pussy? Like, like hold, hold the fuck up. Like, I'm just like, trying to learn. I'm not offering I just that. Wanna, I just wanna play my Barbie dolls. Let me play my White like, Barbie dolls all, and let me I'm leave not me the pussy. I saw the picture in third grade of chlamydia and syphilis. I'm right. Like, like, sit your ass down. Like, can I learn the ABCs before you try to actually make me a handmaid? <laughs> like, I, know, I know what you niggas got, and I don't want it. Right. Like, you know, like, so, like, I mean, you know, I, I thank my father for the things that he's tried because I realized in hindsight when I started learning more about my roots, mm-hmm. it was all my, all my dad knew was hostility. Yeah, you know he grew up to that so sometimes you take all that shit that you inherit 
and you pass it along to your kids and then it's up to your kids to decipher it. And I always told myself when people are like, oh, you raise your son all white. And I'm like, define white. I'm like, what? But because I don't what? I don't beat the fuck out of my kid until he's um he's crying to every syllable. I'm like, listen, my child knows the eye. Like while your badass kids may not know the eye, I can look at my son and I can give him the look of death. And he's like, okay, mom. And he know that he up. know the real ass shit in. Right. Really? And that's right enough. But I like to talk to my kids. So we sit down, we have coffee breaks, yeah. and he's like, Mom, can I speak freely? And I'm like, sure, I'm sure. I don't like this shit. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right, cool. Let's talk about that shit. Because I'd rather have that relationship because I realized when my dad was talking, I had more of a respect for him when he was talking Mm -hmm. versus when he used his hands. He was scared the shit out of me. And the thing is, for me, because I grew up with so many people who put that fear in my heart, I really walked around here. And that's the reason why I'm I'm able to jump out of a fucking airplane and do these fucking, like, you know, like sign up for, hey, I'm going to sign up for a marathon. I'm possibly not going to finish. You like, when you have that level of fear in your heart and you know what that shit feels like, it is really hard to be fearful of motherfuckers that haven't even earned you. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. Like, I tell people all the time, and if you haven't seen, um, there is a doc on Netflix called Crack. It's about mm. the crack era. I oh, tell people all yeah. the time, I survived the Bronx in the 80s. Yes. Bitch, I'm not scared of you. Right, because the I, 80s... The 80s, the 80s, baby, listen. It was different. It was different. That it was, was real, very that's different. A I, I grew up in the burning Bronx. I, right. You think I'm worried about your ass? The right. fact that I'm here still? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. God's grace and mercy. I damn sure ain't worried about you. Right. That's, a, that's the reason why, like, when it comes down to this running community, people are like, oh, it's so white. And aren't you scared when you go through this? I'm like, nah. I'm like, you know, it scares me when it's quiet. And when, I'm, when I go I'm to these... more concerned with my safety as a black woman, right. just period. Not right. not as a part of the running community, just as a black woman, right. period. But I, I walk around with white men energy. I walk in. Oh, like you I got own, to. I walk oh, in I, like I, I, like I, like I walk I own around with place. mediocre. Right. white male energy, you know, energy because right. they got that shit in right. spades right like you know like, you know the like, people that's like oh you know i feel offended by that term and this and this and i'm just like you like when when you show me the lie it's a real thing though and i'll apologize for it because when you walk into a room and like let's say that you're working at some corporation it is amazing how everybody in the room you don't have to say who the supervisor is you feel that energy the energy shifts everybody adjusts for that person who was the supervisor in the room because they have supervisor energy don't tell me that i should not that i'm not entitled to have that same energy when i walk in the room i am five three foot and a half like you might as well say i have a napoleon complex listen (laughs) i'm going to walk in there like my dick is on the floor and I am six foot four. Okay. That's the respect that you are going to give me. I love that. I am going to make sure that not only am I going to make you understand and recognize my gangster, but I'm going to make you earn me and I'm going to earn you. I love that. Like it's, it's not, it's not a one way street. It's not like I'm going to walk in and say, Oh, well, you may have read about me on like, I'm gonna give you my fucking bio. You may have read about me on Huffington Post. Good morning, America. You gotta walk in with my Uncle Al's energy. My Uncle Al always says the resume speaks for itself. You know what it is. (laughs) So I'm gonna walk in there like, yeah, this is who I am. And I'm I'm like a fucking Eminem eight mile track. Like I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna tell you all the fucked up things against me. That's gonna work against me. Why? Because you'll never ever have the satisfaction of using I know that's right. And that's the and that's the, that's the reason why a lot of people hate me in this space, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because what? Because while I'm able to put out some shit that you shouldn't, you so busy trying to hide. That's not my problem. That sounds personal, Susan. That is problem. That that's, is a personal problem. That, that personal sounds personal problem. as fuck, Becky. That is not my problem. <laughs> 
That's not my problem. If you don't know yourself before I walk into the room, that's a whole ass problem. I should not have to ever, ever define who you are because I'm not going to wait for permission for you to define who I am. And that's the energy that I'm going to keep. A lot, you know what? And, and that's very common in the influencer space. I was watching, um, mm -hmm. I think it's called Social, uh, social oh, the, Something. Yeah. It's a, the Social yeah, so I watched that shit when it first dropped last year, and all they did was validate everything I had been saying about motherfuckers anyway. And I what like to, I like to be more. correct. I enjoy being right. So <laughs> <laughs> I was, I thoroughly enjoyed, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it when Buddy asked, um, he asked one of the girls, you know, what's your brand, and she was like, what, what, like, what do you mean? And he was mm. like, well, you said you're a brand. So you're so a brand. Your what, brand. What do you sell? Right. What do you, what do you like, have? What, what is your brand? Like, what? Like somebody and she had nothing. And I was like, this is what I be telling y'all when y'all be if talking somebody... about this influencer bullshit. Right. You See? don't influence anything. You Shit. don't even know who you are. Yeah. How but, can you influence but anything? The, but the question is complicated and it's simple. When anybody walks up to me and say, what's my brand? It's myself. I am but the no, fucking but, brand. But I this am is, this is what he asked her, though. She said she was... The reason he asked is because she said she was a brand. He right. said, okay, then what's your brand? What's your brand? And, and she didn't have any answers. So if you don't know, if you don't know who you are, if you're your brand and right. you don't know who you are, how can you actually influence anything? You, you can't. can't even influence your fucking self. No, you can't convince me to sell nothing. Honey, you can't you, even convince me. You know you. Right. You're a fucking puppet on the string. So the thing is, like, that, that, that's that's the reality. And that's most, but that's most, that's most influencers. But even, that's most of them. Even and I that's why when this shit dropped last year, I was like, well, that's another correct for me. But, but, but the thing is, like, it's very easy to fall into the trap because the reality of it is that you you like a lot of us will walk around and say i'm real i'm real i'm real okay like how real are you when when they when they think of that three thousand dollar paycheck at you i'm gonna be yeah. honest you so, ain't gotta really if you're real you ain't gotta announce that shit right right like, that's the reason why that's why when people are like oh my god i just love you because you're so real and authentic and i'm like which parts of me them do you think is real and authentic like you know like i have to ask I, like i, I, have no, to I always... love that you said that because that's exactly why whenever i have a guest on i always introduce how i got introduced to them and right. why i asked them to be on Right. Like, be clear. If I'm telling you I fuck with you for a way, I'm going to tell you why. Right. If I say I think this of you, I can explain to you why right. I feel that way of you. I can pinpoint right. when I decided this is how I feel about you. Right. It's, it's just too many people out here in this influencer space who have no idea of who the hell they are, but they are going to, like, I mean, look at it. Like right now, like literally, like after we're done with this, you'll see the fucking video, the fuck shit I just put up. Now I done trolled the hell out of that damn bust it challenge because I'm just so tired of everybody fucking busting it and grinding. I'm going to tell you right First now, off, I'm not wasting my good knees on no busting challenge. I'm going to waste these knees on somebody's son. No, you know, right. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm probably going to do that afterwards, after this shit is done. And we applaud you. Hello. <laughs> No, we applaud you. <laughs> but when I saw it, I just said, oh, look at all these goddamn imposters. Nobody has an original thought. And don't get me wrong, nothing's really original, but I'm just yeah. like, okay, everybody's doing the same shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me be authentic to myself. And here's me branding myself. I put up a damn video. My busted challenge is me eating my motherfucking cookies, um, <laughs> putting up a goddamn boba tea as I am working out. Why? Because <laughs> the stereotype is, is I'm fat and I'm running and I'm black and I'm hood as shit and I'm always cooking and eating something. So you know what? Let's run with this damn I'm gonna be honest. Like, you be cooking up some good shit. I be listen, like, I love to cook. 
I love the I was scratching and sniffing the fucking screen. You better scratch the screen. <laughs> Listen, they gotta come up with the technology now. Saying, they really do. They gotta come up with the technology now. I'd be like, that shit look good. I'd be like, shit, that's the moment Brooklyn. I'm stopping by. You better, you better like shit. Like, listen, I will give you the damn address. Listen, it's not, it's not that, it's not that serious. Like, shit, like, listen, call me. Like, oh, I'm around the corner. All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Say mess. Like, Say mess. Like, you know, I'm gonna write the number down though, because I won't right. remember it. <laughs> listen, it's just no, but it's, it's you know, like I mean, the problem with the, with this space is that there's too many motherfuckers out here teaching teaching everybody else how to live, but they don't know how to live for themselves. Like, I mean, Correct. this is the reason why I keep saying even my content is curated mm-hmm. because I'm only going to show you what i'm all content is curated everything is all content is curated so when people are saying oh my god you're so real i'm like yo i'm not about to tell you about the insides of my vagina right but i I can't tell you what happens to my vagina that you know it bleeds and sometimes it goes a little berserk and sometimes i have health issues that come with my vagina because it decides that oh today is just the day that i'm going to give you all the cramps stab stab yes you know it's like i I feel comfortable at this stage of the game but when Mm -hmm. i sit here and i see people on here everyday people demanding things of influencers of well why don't you talk about this and why don't you you know what listen when becky with with, with the with the blonde hair decides that she don't want to speak about black issues respect them but respect becky's truth that she don't want to talk about black issues because she ain't Mm. trying to involve herself in it so now that's when you have an option as the person who is looking at this account to follow or to unfollow so like don't don't sit here and beg becky on her platform why are you begging for fucking seats when you can build your own table so my whole thing is that that i will never understand Fuck your table. I'm not going yeah. to beg an influencer, another influencer, as a, as a fellow influencer, 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 bitch. I'm not, I'm not demanding you to do anything on your space. Your channel is your channel. That's how you run your shit. But on my channel, around these parts, we're yeah. going to talk about Black History 365, even when I'm I smiling. Any, I don't have any issues clicking unfollow. Right. I, I am... I, I, my, my tagline is, you know, I'm better than most people, but I'm humble enough not to tell them. Mm. Mm. And... I don't hesitate to let people know that mm. like a lot of the actual influencers, like actual influencers that move the dial that are getting big money, money right. out here. I'm your biggest influencer's biggest influence. I'm they big right. sis. Right. Right. And the I'm they is- big sis. Nobody's people- leaning. Like no one leans into the bullshit. Right. Not, not anybody that's really getting the work done. Right. They're not leaning into the bullshit. The people that y'all are following that are fucking, I don't know, selling you slim tea, oh, which is Jesus, probably me. just a laxative. Uh, they don't fuck with no real people in their real space. Right. That's why they can't do no real shit with you. That's why they don't have any real shit to offer you. Right. Like, use your fucking noodles. How can you be influenced by someone who can't articulate who they are if they are right. their brand? Right. That shit blew mine because right. I was like, I tried to tell you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When y'all be like, oh, you know everybody, I'll be like, I, I might know everybody, but I don't fuck with everybody. Pay right. attention to who I right. fuck with. Right. I do know everybody. I fuck right. with the same people. Right. Stay alert. Because, because the thing is, like, you, you can be in network with somebody and not respect them. You, like somebody might have something maybe that their only purpose is that they have something to offer and you have something to offer them back and that's the, that's the limitations of your conversation yeah for me you know i'm aware of a lot of people i don't fuck with a lot of people as much as i like I, i'm gladly i did especially these days i do, clearly define myself as an extrovert or introvert i do not oh, fuck with I, a lot of people i, I do think not most people are yeah I think most people are a little column a little column b right like i i don't no. like 
categories that try to make things yeah like that's not life it's not that's it's not, not the truth. life is gray area and then the thing is the more that people respect it and acknowledge it the the, the happier will be fucking be and the, yeah. and the more that we can stop sitting here trying to like paint give everybody fucking rose tinted glasses yeah, you know like, it's I like mean, some days yes i don't mind being the life of the party other days listen i don't want to hear from another listen, human being on planet right Earth right at all like my whole thing is this i would not have a platform if i listened to everybody when people when i created running fat chef people were like you are out of your fucking mind like the thing is, yeah like people, first off when i started my instagram i thought it I, made complete sense when i found you it i was like yo it, 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 like, uh, for me because because uh, to them people were so fixated on the word fat like you could call you can say that you're running you can say that you're a chef but how dare you say you call yourself the thing that people weaponize against you every day like when people are like oh well if you lose weight are you gonna still be running fast chef yes absolutely i will yes. just change it into a different metaphor i am fat at heart i eat fat shit whatever the hell way i, I want to phrase it, and call all it. The fucking time. right i'm gonna i'm gonna shape it whatever way that i want to yeah. mine but when when i started this platform and people were like you're really gonna start off Ooh, girl they was mad you was in power they were, they were big mad. mad they were big <laughs> mad like motherfuckers were mad because my first blog entry was about shitting on myself hey how you doing my name's latoya uh-huh. Snell, and i shat on myself in mouth four and people were like are you out of your fucking mind no so but mad runners shit on themselves that shit like, really happens i'm like but i'm like why are we not talking about these stories I'm that like, shit really is, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I shout out red. I panic. I went to the doctor. My doctor was like, yo, um, are you eating beets? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you stupid bitch. Like he didn't say it like that, but he's just like, you stupid bitch. Of course you're going to shoot out, shit out red. And it's going to run down your leg. And this is what's going to happen if you eat the wrong things at the wrong yeah. time. You know? So like, I mean, I had to learn along the way, but so yeah. I took people through my hiccups, my highs, my lows. Yeah. And so when people were like trying to cancel me, like in 2019, talking about, oh, how did she write an article called how to grab gracefully deal? DNF and I'm like, bitch, I you totally act like it's not this real. Whole, I missed this whole oh, cancel the, thing. Oh, this fake outrage that people I have? missed it. I and missed all of it. The I only, don't know how. The I'm only, very active online. The only part that hurt me is when I was able to identify the faces beyond the screen name. And I was just like, God damn, I'm like. I help you run. I help you start running when you ask for advice and you yeah. sitting here feeling lonely. So I'm like, I didn't look for a cookie because you know, oh wow, she started running because of me. Like that's not in my yeah. bio. I'm just more like my my whole point of my platform. When someone asks me, it's a brand, an individual. What's the point of your platform if you hate the cancel culture that come with it? The reason why I thrive is that I want people. I intentionally put my shit out there because I want people to use me as a muse. When you are an educator, and for me, I, I am naturally an educator at heart. When mm. you are an educator, your purpose is not to sit here and to be the smartest person in the room. It's to use your intelligence to mm. and to uplift other people so they can spread the word. So at some point, you become the fucking student so for me i want to be able to learn from my audience at the same while while they're learning from me so here's my mistakes here's my highs here's my lows how can you do it better so i can in turn do it better so this shit can be a 360 cycle this is the whole thing of us earning each other not just some one-way shit where i just talk at you because i don't need people to talk at i got a lot of people i can hire to fucking talk at but like but it gets lonely it gets lonely as fuck knowing that when I'm being tokenized, you know, by certain companies or they're like, hey, can we use your inconvenience? But hey, you know, um, can we use that little pretty little shiny little picture that your husband took that we ain't going to compensate him for? Um, but even though y'all are two different individuals and now I have to speak up and be the fucking pink elephant in the room and say, hey, he's a whole ass person, not Latoya's husband. Um, can right. you please compensate him and, and the professional. for 
for his professional right for his intellectual property and now i have to speak up but because when i set the presidents i set the presidents for not just me but for everybody else that walks in behind me when i leave this place i want to be able to leave behind a fucking legacy not a instagram handle of i am el shantae not my brand running fat chef i want motherfuckers to know who latoya shantae is and what she's about and whether you acknowledge and respect me now i don't give a fuck you respect me from the box i don't care if you piss (laughs) on my grave my whole thing is i respect myself the entire process and nobody can take that shit away from me that's the perfect place to close because ain't shit to be said after that yes yes ain't, ain't shit to be said after that i od appreciate you coming Thank on you. um I will let the people know where they can find you on Instagram. I will let the people know where they can find the dope hoodie you're wearing mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, Running Fat Chef. Make sure that y'all check her out. Make sure you support. If you have not copped your Black Girl SOS merch, you know what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Look alive, All the links are in the bios. I appreciate y'all rocking with us. And until next time, y'all have a good one. Peace.